What's up, everyone? And welcome to The WAN Show. We've got a great show lined up for you guys today. Yeah. Linux, it's got problems, like no support for HDMI 2.1. But we know who to blame, and it isn't the open source community. And actually, it's not it's not AMD either, in spite no. of the fact that it's their Radeon cards that are having these problems. They tried hard, actually. We know who to blame! Yeah. Also, Nintendo sued Yuzu, the makers of the emulator... Yuzu this week. We'll be chatting a little bit about that. Be chacking? Sure. I'm rolling with it. What else we got today? Lenovo launches repairable laptops. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Also, research reveals Vision Pro's material cost, and some people are super mad, and some people are super happy, and reactions are all over the place, because I think people just really don't understand business. Yeah. No. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, they really don't. No. No. I don't even. Yet I think I get it more than most reactions to it. It's all relative. Yeah. Einstein's theory of business relativity. <laughs> Where's the button? E equals a uh, lot of people are kind of uh, dumb square. The show is brought to you today by Manscaped, the Ridge, and Symbolic Software. Before people lose their minds, oh my. let's talk about the title of today's video. Yes. The HDMI <laughs> Forum, the organization responsible for development of the HDMI specification, has rejected AMD's request to add HDMI 2.1 Plus support to its open-source Linux graphics driver. That's right, folks. For the last three years, GNU slash Linux users with AMD GPUs have not had support for 4K at 120 hertz through HDMI 2.1 because the HDMI forum restricted public access to its specifications in 2021. So only licensed manufacturers that pay both annual fees and royalties are allowed to have access to the newest specifications. Now, AMD, right? Clearly. A licensed manufacturer had their legal team and Linux engineers work for months to devise a way to implement HDMI 2.1 Plus support in their open source driver without exposing the now private specs. Very honorable. But the forum still denied AMD's request to open source uh, for the open source driver support. Very dishonorable. Um, really? Very annoying. Can Actually, H super annoying. Can HDMI f*** off already? Oh, I wish. To be clear, yeah. there are things that I like about it. There are things that are very good yes. about HDMI. But I feel like they're kind of resting on the most important thing about HDMI, which is its ubiquity at this point. Rather than Recogni extremely recognizable name, rather than making HDMI just better to use, like remember why we create standards for the users? No, that's not why we do it at all, is it? It can't be why. Well, we create standards to unify the current existing pool of too many standards. We make one more standard that's better than all the rest of the standards. And then if we have the best standard, we make money. Yeah. 
So, uh, there's a note from Jacob here. Intel's ARC A700 cards get around this problem because Intel and some of their AIBs add a protocol converter chip to the card to translate DisplayPort signals from the GPU into HDMI 2.1 signals. Which is insane. Shouldn't be necessary. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. And, and you're paying for that. And you're, by the way. you are paying for that. It adds it adds cost to the board because. Yeah. Okay, this is an assumption. I would assume every HDMI output on that board would have to have one of those, as opposed to even if there only had to be one, you're still it paying. Be, for it would it. be a higher complexity one. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I, the the only thing that's frustrating about this is that I often like HDMI just because I find it easier. Some DisplayPort plug, like, they're actually really annoying to plug, unplug mostly, but plug in as well. Kind of a pain in the butt. The, uh, the, the clamp connector thing doesn't really seem you great. You can get ones that don't have the lock on it. They yeah. just kind of click in, and then if you pull them hard enough, they come out. Uh, Dell's been shipping those by default with their monitors for quite a lot of years now. Okay. Uh, but my biggest issue with DisplayPort is that sometimes it's auto handshaking can be a little shaky that too uh as you'll you'll have a system that is on you will plug you'll you'll go from hdmi you'll unplug hdmi you'll plug in display port and it'll be like huh i, I don't even think it says huh it just does nothing <laughs> nothing just, here display stays black you plug the hdmi back in it works um and you you reboot the thing and the display port works like it can just be a it can, can have it can struggle a little sometimes i find display port also has significantly more issues with the like monitor randomly goes black problem mm-hmm. um which is super annoying very annoying to diagnose yep so but, our discussion yeah. questions here are why do you think the forum made this decision i mean i think we could kind of come up with some good reasons for it you know we could say well they want to maintain consistency in that experience and in order to do that you have to have you have to have everyone who's implementing the standard contributing monetarily to the standard to ensure that they can continue to develop the standard i mean look look i'm i'm making a devil's advocate argument and it's not a stupid one they are amd licensed manufacturer they are though they are a licensed manufacturer, sure, but what they are effectively potentially opening up the pathway to is the potential for someone to implement the standard by kind of reverse engineering it from this open source implementation. Yeah, reverse engineering is specifically the thing I was going to leave. That's into. the thing that they're afraid of, but then I'm sitting here going, okay, but then, you know, AMD... And Linux developers went and they put a bunch of work, they put a bunch of time into keeping the proprietary elements of the HDMI implementation separate from the open source part of that driver. But then, okay, hold on a second. Let's say you are, you're Luke. Oh, Okay. Big assumption. Yeah. You, um, uh, you're kind of, you know, the project lead of like an online uh, video platform. Okay. Uh, let's, let's call it for sake, for the sake of argument, float plane. It's, I know it's a stupid name, weird but name. yeah, weird name. Makes no sense. Uh, yeah. But, but let's, let's Probably just call it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The point is we'll okay. just, we'll call it that. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, someday you'll have a budget for a marketing department and they'll figure out a new one. I don't know about that. Probably never. Yeah. The point is that <clears throat> you're this guy. Okay. And someone comes to you and they say, Hey, um, your DRM, 
okay, mm-hmm. for that that prevents non-paying customers from using your thing. Uh, we found a way for people to use your thing on this like unsupported device by kind of. Um, integrating your DRM in a way that, like we've done, uh, that makes it so that you know they can't reverse engineer your DRM. But 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 you told us how it worked, and so we kind of we kind of put it in there, and the rest of it's open source. But that's like really separate. Um, cool, right? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Probably a lot of work for you to go in and figure out if you did it right. Yeah. And. Yeah. So. I understand the perspective, but I am not happy about it. Yeah. And as generally someone who is supportive of things working as well as they can, someone bought your product. Yeah, it, I was going to say, I, I don't... Someone bought your product. The comparison, I think, was, was pretty good, but... It wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect. But Especially the point was because that, these people already were able to use HDMI up until this spec... So it's 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 more that it was taken away, kind of. And so I understand I think, there's a new purchase involved in this scenario. I think like, for me, if if the if the HDMI implementers forum, if the HDMI forum, sorry, I can never remember all the names of these forums. Um, if the HDMI forum wanted to reach out to our inbox and say, "Okay, look, here was the problem. You know, we had all of these." devices that had this like reverse engineered hdmi 2.0 um and they weren't paying royalties and it was turning out that the implementation wasn't very good it wasn't up to standard and we were getting a lot of complaints like if they can if you can provide me with some kind of documentation that demonstrates that this was necessary that it was necessary to close this off because people weren't paying their fair share and it was somehow harming the development of the standard and harming the user then you know all right it, I, I would at least be willing to hear that argument but i'm having a really hard time right now knowing that hdmi is already one of the most expensive port standards to implement in fact i'm not aware of one that costs more maybe maybe something from apple uh, maybe <laughs> maybe apple's licensing for MagSafe or lightning would be higher than hdmi i've I'm, heard lightning is pretty rough i'm I don't legitimately know, not sure i don't know exactly what they are for either of them i know that hdmi's is quite a burden on device manufacturers um and I know that that is compared to things like USB, um, things like um, category. Uh, I don't, I don't know what to call it. Whatever fits into an RJ forty five port. All right. If I call it Ethernet, people get mad hey. because the Ethernet could run over any physical. I need, I know, but if I say Ethernet, do you know what I'm talking about? Okay. Uh, the point <laughs> is that. On on a PC or on a piece of home theater equipment or something like that, I can't think what toss link. Like I can't think of any other interface that has the same kind of um, same kind of costs associated with it. So you're already charging a lot. You're already reaping enormous enormous revenues from the implementations of your standards. So can you just calm the fuck down? No. We must be chaos. I don't want peace. I want problems. <sighs> There's the whole vote with your wallet question. Um, 
But in in the discussion questions, it says, in a tweet about the forum's decision, Wendell, hi, Wendell, Wendell's great, uh, from Level 1 Tech said, to vote with your wallets. Um, how can consumers avoid supporting the HDMI forum when they are essentially paying for HDMI license fees whenever they buy a device that has an HDMI port? Uh, I, I would say that um, they're probably also paying for uh, HDMI licensing fees whenever you buy a cable. You're, you're, you're paying HDMI, um, not necessarily. May, it, I, may it depends. Be, so yeah. we have looked into cables. Okay. While we haven't looked into port implementations, we have looked into cable implementations, because as you may or may not know, in the background, we've been working on cables. Yeah. Uh, really good ones, by the way. And the way that it typically works is... As long as you, because the, the connector is the connector, okay? So as long as you have good conductors in a good configuration with good twists and good insulation and shielding, right? A cable is just a cable, and nobody can tell you you can't make that physical cable. Uh, in the case of... This is not official documentation. In the case of HDMI and USB-C, I can tell you that much. Okay. But what they can say is you may not put... HDMI, uh, yes, on the box or whatever logos and yeah. emblems and, and you can make no claims. Yeah, so so these things are trademarked, <clears throat> right? Uh, and I'm sure Tynan's going to jump in and and sort of um, clarify some of this if he's in float plane chat right now. But the point is that you can pretty much make any pretty much anyone can make a cable, and they're unlikely to get into any kind of trouble unless they violate a trademark. Like USB Type C Super Speed Ultra Extra XL, right? Or you know whatever they're calling crap these days. Um, but where was I going with this? As for as for as for how to get around the as for how to get around supporting them? Then no, no, there's pretty much nothing that you can do. Yeah. If you if you do stop using it, if you stop buying HDMI cables, um, I think that will make a difference, genuinely. Because if device manufacturers are like, no one's using HDMI. Mm. Right, that's what I was saying, uh, is... Uh, no, I don't think it will make a difference because my... In the box? Because, no, my understanding is that the fees are for the are on are on the device side. They're not on the cable side necessarily. No, but what I'm saying is if you if you stop buying I HDMI see. cables, manufacturers might stop including How it. would they even know? Oh, I'm sure they know. I'm 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 Ben Q. I How do I know that people are plugged in via display port to my monitor? I don't think I do. And on the and on the like home theater side of things, on the the multimedia side of things, it's not like I have a choice. I can't I can't use DisplayPort on anything on any TV. I've I've not really understood this when Nvidia launched their BFGD initiative, their big fucking display technology, um, or uh, gaming display. That, that's what it was short for. They, they, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't make the rules. Uh, but when Nvidia launched that. Um, I was like, heck yeah. One of the things that I hope gains momentum is DisplayPort. Mm -hmm. Because, honestly, everything that I would need for a TV, DisplayPort can do, and it's royalty-free. So let's go! What are we waiting for? 
but the inter the intercompatibility and like like someone had to get it started was kind of my mindset was and if we start getting TVs that have it if every TV just has one of these ports on it well hey that's a that's a starting point in time maybe we start to get devices that have both interfaces kind of like we've seen HDMI make its way onto PCs it used to be that PCs yeah. were just VGA and then VGA and DVI and then just DVI for the most part, although you'd use VGA for your legacy monitors, or you'd use the analog pins on the DVI connector for that, and then all of a sudden HDMI showed up, and the question at the time especially was, why? Um, It was smaller, so that was a dubious benefit, but the HDMI standard we were using, I guess it would have been 1.2, whatever it it was at the time that it started becoming more ubiquitous on PC monitors, um, was bandwidth equivalent to DVI, um, so there, there was no compelling reason other than, I guess you like spending a little bit more on your monitor. Like, I just didn't really get it. And then uh, it was part of the big push towards home theater PCs, so I guess that's ultimately the reason why we started to see it more. But then it's just become this given that HDMI is on graphics cards, and now all of a sudden, okay, now it kind of is on most monitors, and it's just kind of snowballed from there. And I just I wanted to see something similar to that happen in the home theater space with DisplayPort, and it just hasn't happened at all. Yeah. Yeah, I do think market survey stuff would exist. I do think stores uh, would, they would be reporting somewhere that these companies that are making decisions on compatibility would be able to have that information for the fact that, uh, not the fact that, but in this theoretical scenario uh, where DisplayPort is outselling uh, HDMI by a significant degree, um and then adjustments would be made but i don't think there's anything that's a lot to ask from the market and it will not happen it's not happening yes it's not happening yeah um someone in twitch chat pointed out that uh hdmi did have the benefit of carrying audio while dvi did not that is true i don't think it was a huge meaningful benefit for pcs at the time but that is a really good point and um then there, we've got the, the, the conspiracy theory reason that popped up in Floatplane Chat. That is probably the real reason, and HDMI supported HDCP. So there was enormous industry pressure to make HDMI a standard. Because um, HDCP has prevented content ripping. Absolutely. Please continue to think this. <laughs> You know, okay, real talk though, there is something to be said for the, 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 the hassle of it being more difficult. Like finding an HDCP stripper is kind of a pain in the butt because nobody advertises that functionality because the second they do, this well-funded group because of all the royalties they collect goes after them and make sure that it you know goes away and so for the average person you know like if we're talking uh like my my little brother or something like that if he could just as easily pirate some piece of content okay let's think back to the r4 for the nintendo ds okay it was brain dead simple to pirate games for that platform and pretty much everyone i knew did it they had an r4 cartridge you put a micro sd in it and then you just downloaded roms and it was like way better 
it was way better than the paid experience because you just had an entire, you know, personal Netflix library of games to play and it, you just selected what you wanted and booted it up. It was actually better than carrying around a bunch of carts, which felt stupid. It's interesting that you went to Netflix over like Steam. I know, but don't worry about it. Okay. The point is that when piracy is really easy. I think it still is, though, because you're, you're talking about ripping. So you're talking about the work that would have to be done in order to pirate the thing. I think most people, if they're going to uh, engage in the piracy, they're just going to download it. Sure. So you're, but it's, a, it's hurting like the light hobbyists or the tinkerers that would like to do it themselves. And you're actually hurting probably the people that are trying to do it in a more uh, what I think most people would see as a uh, it, maybe it's not OK with the law, but this is pretty much okay sense where they buy the thing and then rip it for themselves i think that's a very hypothetical person i don't think too many people are doing that's that. what i'm saying though but i think that's the only people that are basically being affected sure i don't know how many people are like oh i d desire to pirate so i'm going to buy this thing and then give it to other people well uh, I, there's a there's a surprising number of I guess I'll say like selfless pirates. Like there's a lot of Robin Hoods out there. Yeah. Who will go and buy a Blu-ray so that they can rip it and they can upload it to, you know, a private tracker or something like that. I don't think there's that many though. I mean, there's enough. Yes. There's enough. There's definitely enough. There's more than enough. Yes. And you know, but I think it's a like dozens of us. There and, are dozens of us situation. And back to my point though, about how the barrier to entry is measurable. I mean, even getting a membership to a private tracker, which I have done, it's kind of a hassle. Yeah. It's a barrier. And if you're downloading, if you're downloading off like, okay, I'm going to use a super outdated uh, reference, but for a good reason, if you're downloading Fair movies enough. from the Pirate Bay, yeah, especially with all of the interesting things that have happened with the Pirate Bay name and the Pirate Bay domains over the years. Yeah, don't do that right now. That there's there's inherent risk, and even if you got a copy of a movie from it, say for example, it's probably not going to be that great quality. So what I'm trying to say is that Get right now, for my little brother, for the Nintendo DS, I'd be like, I don't know, get an R4 and download games, right? If he was asking me how to how to pirate games, and for something like movies, I would say. I don't feel like coaching you on how to do this safely. <laughs> Go buy a movie. Subscribe to Netflix. Get a Blu-ray. And it's so, better. and so I, there and is, like keep it. I think that among the hyper techie audience, yourself <laughs> included, my argument doesn't make any sense. But if you put yourself in the shoes of someone who is not tech savvy, who asked you for advice, right. if they asked you, okay, how do I pirate movies? What would you say? It's kind of a mess these days. That is an answer I've given relatively recently. I don't feel like setting it up for you. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> so when people... Go buy the Blu-rays. When people say HDCP doesn't work anyway, they're right. It doesn't prevent anyone from from ripping the content and hosting it on file sharing sites. And it, it doesn't... It is a layer of Swiss cheese. But it is absolutely <laughs> a friction point. Um, and is it a friction point that creates an enormous amount of collateral damage that personally I'm not really okay with? Yeah. But do I understand why they're doing it and why they continue to do it? Yeah, it's, all, it's, not, it's not just, it's not moon logic. It's not like they're just dumb people 
doing dumb things. And I think that sometimes if we allow ourselves to just think everyone is dumb but me, we miss the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is that it is effective. It's not 100% effective, but it is something. It's, it definitely is to a certain degree. Yeah. With all of that said, f*** off <laughs> and let AMD implement HDMI yeah. 2.1 on Linux because Linux shouldn't have a disadvantage because of your DRM. Yeah. So that's what the whole thing boils down to yeah. for me. Yeah. What do you want to talk about next? Um, let's just maybe keep hammering through the headliner topics and talk about the Vision Pro material cost. Let's do it. Research firm Omida has released an estimate for the bill of materials. Omdia, but yeah, don't worry about it. Omdia? I mean, yeah, I mean, listen, that is correct. Stupid name, but um, it's probably better than Floatplane. I like Omida. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely better than Floatplane. Research firm (laughs) Floatplane? The (laughs) fuck is that? What is that name? (laughs) Yeah. That's <laughs> for the bill of materials for Apple Vision Pro, uh, placing the cost of its various materials and components at fifteen hundred and forty-two dollars. Notably, this does not include costs associated with market uh, marketing. Wow, I can speak uh, packaging or research and development, which is going to be very substantial. To be clear, this is something that people forget about constantly. I don't know why. Uh, meaning that it is not possible to determine Apple's per-unit profit margin with the information listed. And it never is, unless you happen to work at Apple and know the exact profit margin. Even then, it's kind of hard and it's technically a little bit of a guess. Yeah. Uh, the biggest single contributor to the bomb, is, or the bill of materials, is the micro OLED internal displays, which are awesome. So it makes sense, adding that in there, Uh, which costs $228 per eye. I wonder how that compares to the price of gold, because I bet they don't weigh much. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. The combined costs for all of the Vision Pro's displays make up around 35% of its bills of materials. For context, the PSVR 2's OLED panel is 30% of its bomb, and the Quest 2's LCD panel is only 18% of its bomb. Apple has declined to discuss the exact breakdown behind the Vision Pro's price, but they have emphasized the cost of R&D and claim that 5,000 different patents were used in its design. The main display is $456 alone. Wow. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. It's a really wicked display, so it makes sense. Yeah, but, but a good rule of thumb is that whatever the bill of materials cost is, you're probably looking at about double. At least. By the time it makes it to retail, because yeah. you've got to account for, I mean... Even even aside from the things that Luke already listed, you know, there's uh, there's 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 middlemen. Even if that middleman is your own middleman, so let's say it Apple's Apple's middleman is an Apple store. Yeah, does it pay rent? I mean, if it wants to keep that nice does location in employees? the mall, it sure does. <laughs> if it wants to keep them employed. It sure does. Does it have to deal with shrink? Does it have to deal with cleaning expense? I'd, so just because a middleman also has the name Apple doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't add cost, that it, that it doesn't eat are away there, at your margin. Are there any failures in manufacturing at all? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... Uh, Certainly. That's something that may be factored into be. these bill of material costs, though, because know, though. if the cost of a, of a Sony Semiconductor Micro OLED display is $228, that's probably once the failed ones 
have been okay. yielded out. I didn't know that's how bond However, works. that doesn't necessarily mean... Yeah, so generally your bill of materials is the cost of good ones. Okay. However, that doesn't mean that none of those good ones are broken in assembly. Right. They could still get returned. They could that be can lemons, happen. Whatever else. That can happen. I You're feel st- like that's not as common these days, but that, yeah. With the amount of automation that they have in product manufacturing these days, yeah, it would be less common, but it wouldn't be unheard of for something to go wrong on the assembly line and for some of these to ultimately not pass spec. Now, in many cases, you can push that back on the manufacturer. You can go, hey, Sony, here's your pallet of crappy displays that didn't make the cut when we were assembling them. And if you're Apple, you probably have the like penis to swing around to go, uh, by the way, here's a bill for us to take them apart and ship them back to you. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. But um, <clears throat> that's absolutely something that can happen. And, it, and it, someone has to do that. And I think that's something a lot of people kind of take for granted is every thing, someone has to like move it Every single time it moves, someone has to look at it. Every single time something changes about it to make sure that everything's going well. And in some cases, it is a machine doing that. Well, guess what? Somebody has to build that machine. Somebody has to maintain it. There's costs everywhere. Sorry. Yeah. But there, so, some of these things are, are like, I know the screen is, the main display is 456 bucks, but like, man, nothing was really cheaped out on structural member. Just the middle frame and stuff, hundred and twenty dollars. That doesn't even surprise me that much. Like it's metal. It's, it's metal. Yeah, and it's the the kind of CNC that you are. To, it's just like I, I understand that, but then you see it on paper, and it's like, yeah, you know, this was debated heavily, and they decided, yeah, let's go with this expensive hundred and twenty dollar at their cost metal frame. Uh, Kumo Star in Floatplane Chess says, my glass lenses actually shatter at a rate of 40% of the time when they thin them. Wow. Yeah, poor product yields are absolutely something that is built into the cost of premium or niche or just or, or difficult to manufacture products. Um, a perfect example of that is why much, much larger TVs are so much more expensive than smaller ones. You could have a TV that is twice the size as another TV, but it'll be four times the cost. Trying to get that panel. All of it perfect with nothing wrong with it is way more difficult yeah. than cutting around a bad section and making two smaller ones. It's just, it's so much harder. It requires bigger machinery to manipulate it around as you're working on it. It's just everything is bigger and everything's more challenging and someone has to develop the processes for this. By the way, I, t- typical Twitch, uh, back to our last topic. Sorry, Linus, you're defending the bad guys here. Did did any part of any of that sound like a defense? Come on, people. What? The HDMI forum thing. How did you win? Where I was talking about HDCP being effective. Oh. Oh. I didn't say they're good guys. I just said that what they're doing is working. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I said they're not as stupid as you might think they are. Discussion question is, does this kind of cost breakdown make sense for the Vision Pro? Um, what it is and what it can do. The $3,500 price tag, is it really all that shocking giving its component parts? I no. mean, that's the thing is I, I talked about this in my <laughs> unboxing. I said, guys, it's expensive. Yes. Is it overpriced? No. No. If anything, I'm looking at this bomb We're cost. Not I'm you going. That you should buy it either, just to be super clear. Not even a little. Our review is coming very soon. In fact, I think it's uh, coming out tomorrow. Nice. 
But looking at this bomb cost, the retail price totally makes sense. The price is not higher. It's actually, I think, uncharacteristically low for Apple. I think it's pretty aggressive. Yeah. Um, And I know that's going to sound pretty crazy to some people. There's a lot of people who just really hate Apple. And anything that they do is bad because it's Apple who did it. But do you imagine for a second that, uh, you know, let's say Microsoft is making less margin on Azure? <laughs> like, what, what, how do you think? You, if, you, if you look, look at it, look at NVIDIA's H100s right now. Apple is a publicly <laughs> traded company. You can get a rough idea of what their profit margins are anytime you want and then you can compare it to companies like oracle okay (laughs) or nvidia (laughs) it's like they're they're not that far out there and so yeah is the vision pro a really expensive product sure yeah of course it is but like i don't know do you have any nice kicks do you have any (laughs) idea how much fucking money they made on those (laughs) like come on yeah yeah, clothing is like historically pretty notorious for this. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and and to be clear, clothing has very real costs. You know, back to my point. This totally. happens to be clothing that we're going to talk about a little bit later on the show. New clothing, or you want to package it in a way that isn't bad for the planet? That's going to cost more. Yeah, that'll cost you. Do you want to ship it at all? Because even though even though this paper might cost exactly the same as some plastic, it doesn't, it costs more, but it could cost exactly the same. You still have to pay for someone to go and source it because this particular factory only had plastic packaging on hand. Now they have to store that paper that's just for special snowflake us and then they have to have a workflow for you know changing the production line so that instead of plastic at the end it has paper at the end whenever they're working on stuff for us like is the failure rate the same everything adds up adds up adds up adds up adds up and so yeah i said i said it already but i'll say it again um it's not overpriced yeah it's expensive yes there are elements of it that are overpriced the fact that Apple charges so much for a storage upgrade on something that you are already paying them to be a beta tester for yeah. is egregious to me. <laughs> but the device itself, the base model device itself, no, it's not overpriced. And given the R&D and all the other stuff involved with it. If Apple, you would complain if Apple didn't pay the engineers who developed it. Yeah. That would be a huge scandal. That would be a huge scandal. Or if you worked them too hard or too long or because whatever. you're trying to save money. Or whatever. Yeah. So then when Apple kind of goes, yeah, turns out R&D costs money, so we're going to have to we're going to have to charge money for our products. You can't complain then. You, you can't you don't get to have it both ways. I had a conversation with someone recently uh, where we had a discussion about how your your employment to a certain degree if you if you are making things um, and I've had this discussion with a, a few people a number of times, but there was just one that was very recent. But if you if you if you make things, your employment is essentially selling your own company the things that you make. So you can kind of boil it down to like, okay, I made widget X. It took me two months. The cost of the company for widget X was my costs, which is my salary plus my you know benefits and whatever um, government fee things there are on top of that, and then times the company's the job amount of hours is to take that thing and make more money and off make of more it. money off of it. And if they don't, then then I guess you weren't a very good salesman. Yeah. Um, and you go bye bye. Yeah, pretty much. And you or can reassigned or whatever, and else. you can be unhappy about it. Um. You know, it's one of those things where I'm not going to say, 
hmm, you complain about capitalism and yet you participate you in it. You engage in this? <laughs> 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 but that's... That's how the wheel currently turns. For better or for worse, how it's currently working. Yeah. Train dot wave. <laughs> <laughs> yep. See, that's the thing. Um, we can't, it turns out, have a film studio in a residential neighborhood. We tried that. <laughs> Zoning. Uh, you get kicked out. Yeah, unfortunately. It's a, it's a whole thing. It was nice while we were there. And the vast majority of the industrial land in the Vancouver area is next to train tracks where, you know, people don't want to live. Uh, so we just have to deal with that. <laughs> It's pretty cool. It is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you want to talk about next? Uh, Dan, what's our, what's our next topic? Um, I don't know. you got 11 minutes until merch messages. Uh, no, we have to hurry a little bit because uh -huh. James is doing a thing later. Let's do merch messages. And we need to clear out oh, of this yeah. set. Wait, what? Are, should should we talk about the thing they're doing? Us out? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what's coming back? Oh, I Carpool want to troll so Yeah! No, yeah! sorry. No, 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 that's yeah. the wrong name. Carpool Critters. No, stop. He's, he's going to be so mad. We should, we should actually not do that. They're Just Movies is oh. shooting a special, <laughs> no, sad. A special temporary return uh, for Dune, Dune Part 2. That makes sense. That's yeah. cool. So they're coming. They're coming back. They're coming back to the mics. And a, they're, that's, that's like kind of a weird idea for a podcast, but would kind of be cool, which is like an episode gets filmed if an episode deserves to get filmed. And that's it. Yeah. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And if, if all three, if all three hosts aren't like, I need to see this movie. I need to see it on launch day. If I don't talk about it, I'm going to explode. Then it just doesn't get an episode. Yeah. It's, a, it's yeah. a pretty cool concept. I kind of like it, to be honest. Because, like, if an episode comes out, that means it's time to watch, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with there it. There are occasionally movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that when They're it comes out. mostly just movies, and this podcast is not about those ones. <laughs> Sometimes movies. <laughs> All right. Merch messages. Now though. I'm supposed to explain about merch messages. The way to interact with the show, you guys have been watching it all shows so far, is to send a merch message. Don't do a Twitch bit, whatever that is, or a super chat. You want to send a merch message. That way you can throw money at your screen and get great quality merchandise in the mail in return. All you got to do is head to lttstore.com. We got a couple new things to show you guys today. In the cart, you will see the field for a merch message whenever we're live. You fill it out. It goes to producer Dan. There he is. Too late. Oh, no, he's got it this time. Oh, oh well, we, yeah, anyway, the point is, it goes to producer Dan, who will either forward it to the appropriate party, respond himself, throw your little shout-outs at the bottom of the screen, or curate your message for me and Luke to respond to yes. later. Uh, we've got a couple of... Uh, we're going to do a couple of merch messages to kind of show you guys how it works. <laughs> we try to get to as many of them as we can, but if we don't, then, hey... At least you get your order in the mail instead of just throwing money at the screen. Which you can also do, but Which yeah. you can do. You might as well just get an order in the mail. I mean, we've got we've got super chats enabled. If yeah. you just want to throw money at the screen and then give YouTube a thirty like, or forty uh, percent cut or whatever, or whatever, then yeah, by all means, I, I will I will take my my pittance that YouTube reserves for me out of that money, and uh, I, I will I will certainly accept it. But I would rather 
I would rather give you stuff. Give Google a share to you know our fine creator Probably. warehouse team, or to our to our wonderful suppliers, or our or our T-shirt printer who I I love uh, the quality of his work, and I just you know I, I just want him to make more shirts for us. Um, it, it's it's one of those things. If your customer's biggest complaint is they just want to buy more, you're doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> lots of love. Anyway, the point is, uh, we've got a few updates on the store. First up... Very crinkly. Well, paper packaging. Quite what the do you experience. Want? It's recyclable. <laughs> That's good. Okay, we do it because we care. I, I go from the hole. Let's find it easier. <laughs> I don't need to know these things. One, I can make assumptions about these things. One finger or two. <laughs> you gotta start. I mean, it doesn't have to be a finger. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> oh. Anyway, the point is oh. new underwear. <laughs> Nice. They are 50-50 merino wool and polyester-y blend. They are comfortable for all seasons, and because they're merino wool, they uh, they wick like awesomely. Nice. Um, when I when I wear these for badminton, my uh, my nether regions uh, dry out so much faster. So they're great for any time you might be outdoors, uh, whether the moisture is coming from outside in or inside out. They're fantastic for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're our same great fit. They're, the hand feel is uh, yeah. yeah. It feels like merino wool. Yep. Well, good stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, anyway. The point is, uh, I love merino wool. Upgrade your software. Haha. <laughs> that's actually a pretty cool tagline. That is pretty line. good. Uh, that's, that's actually pretty funny. So the LTT underwear back. Uh, new one pack. It's really expensive. That's why it's a one pack. Merino wool is expensive. Yep. It turns out it's really, really expensive, and somebody has to pay for you know all those There's people a bomb to cost all those people to get genetically it. modified ah. to uh, to make wool wow. on yes. their bodies. Yep. And yeah, they, yeah, we harvest humans. They're they're volunteers though, so it's okay. Ah. Anyway, the point is, yes. uh, it has more of a structured feel compared to our typical modal blend. So they they kind of. They hold, hold firm. Yeah, a they, bit. they hold a little firmer. Uh, please follow the care instructions. Do not put in the dryer. Oh, it's wool. Yeah, that makes sense. They will shrink. Yep. Um, okay, and then their underwear. So returns. Blah blah. Fully sealed. Not opened. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So there's just a couple warnings I wanted to get on there. What is this hat, Adam? Um, yeah, good job. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, it's good. I'm proud of him. Um, anyway, the point is, the other updates for the store this week are magnetic cable management. You can sign up for a launch notification. Really, can I say this? Available next week. Oh. Magnetic cable management claim. is coming. Also, the precision screwdriver. We are receiving the first 100 units soon, which will be sold to a randomly selected group of people who have signed up for a launch notification. This will be ahead of general availability, and the idea here is that similar to what we did with the regular screwdriver pop-up shop, once those 100 people have it, use it, review it, we are going to take back orders so that we can get some idea of how the bloody many of these things we should order uh, instead of just... Guessing, it's a but dangerous game. without taking a pre-order because 
hey, this way, final production units are in the hands of people and you can take their word for how great it is. Yeah. I do think we'll probably do away with that system at some point. I mean, I think we've uh, kind of established we're just going to kind of take care of people. This is not like... This is not like a game. I'm not going to tell you to pre-order. I'm just going to tell you it's an option at some point, I think. Um, we have a demo for cable management? Let's do two merch messages first. Then we'll do a demo of cable management. All right, hit me, Dan. Sure thing. Let's see. One it's been a while. Gonna walk over I was going to say, for April Fool's, he should just run over and like punch you. Well, I mean, we're going <laughs> to... Why yeah. punch? Well, it's, a sta- it's the most standard hit in the yeah, world. It's I not think. the most standard hit. Backhand to the face. <laughs> Is that the most? You would prefer a backhand to the face? I didn't say prefer face? it. That's not the <laughs> argument here. I'm just That's saying. That's just kind of the a, vibe. Yeah, a punch is not the standard hit. You think a backhand to the face is a more standard hit that, that than That feels punch? much more correct for this relationship. If a video game ha- says, like, <laughs> hit, what do you expect the character to do? Well, it depends what they're trying to do. I mean, in, in, a, in a social context... I would expect, you know... Uh, in if, a social if, context, if someone says, a drink to me, the face, you expect them to backhand I, you across expe- the face? Yeah. It could be a forehand. Yeah. But I would expect a slap. Yeah, I'd yeah. expect a slap, not a punch. If Absolutely. I say, if I say hit me to someone else, I would never expect them to smack me in the face. It depends on the context. Some, yeah, you could kill someone with a punch. I'm not expecting... You could drive their nose bones into their to brain. to to my face. I mean, I guess. <laughs> but why even bother hitting them then? <laughs> you, should, you should avoid hitting each other in the head, by the way. This is like a thing. Whatever Will Smith is very culturally relevant. Whatever he <laughs> says is the correct hit is correct. Yeah, we're, we're going with that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, fair enough. You know what? I rest my case. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since this question was last asked. Are you now open to 60 frames a second LTD videos? I uh, it's never been a question for me. You'll have to you'll have to ask our production team. Um no. I mean, I can uh here, you know what? Tell you what. Uh realistically, Andy's pretty chill. Uh he's 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 the the king of the camera nerds these days. I, I actually I legitimately am not 100% sure exactly what his job title is. Um but he's definitely he's definitely the ruler of that roost. Hello, Linus. Hey, Andy. Sorry to bug you. You are live on the WAN show right now. Oh, hi. Yeah, we we got a merch message that was really more of a question for you than it is for me, and I'll I'll let you kind of field it here. Um, uh, we were asked, "Hey, are you guys more open these days to sixty FPS videos?" Uh, I mean, it's gonna eat a lot of my, our hard drive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If we are okay with, you know, the space and all the processing power lost, uh, I think should be fine for our standpoint. Really? That was not the answer I was expecting to get. Um, I'm okay with that, because, like... I mean, I wouldn't watch, like, a 60 FPS, like, we, uh, movie... You wouldn't. Oh. I wouldn't. No. 24 FPS for a movie only, but like 60, you know, for our video, you know, like if for we're showing FPS and that kind of stuff, yeah. it might make sense. What about like a talking head video? Nah, it's okay. Like, I wouldn't be bothered, Based. but Based. like, I still prefer 30, but if we decided that we're going to do 60, that's fine. 
What if it was your decision? What if you were empowered? I'm going to keep life 30. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> yep, bye. So, basically, he's more open to it than um, that department has been in the past. The bandwidth sucks. Oh, the storage Why requirements. Why not watch two video? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this that's is fair. this is why a lot of platforms don't like like it. There are there are situations like he was saying, um, where it totally makes sense, totally completely makes sense. We haven't accidentally done it, by the way, in response to Floatplane Chat. Uh, we do it on purpose from time to time. If the purpose of the video is to make observations about yeah. the smoothness of something, or it's really great gameplay footage heavy, we have uploaded in sixty fps. Um, just just so you know, it's it's not something that we do by accident. Yeah. But, like, all content just magically being 60 FPS, first of all, is not actually going to make it better. And second of all, it's just really expensive across the board. It's expensive in storage. It's expensive in bandwidth. It's expensive in rendering. It's expensive in every way, really. Um, and usually isn't going to offer you a benefit. And then when it does, though, it's it's sweet. Yeah. All right. So it's cool to support. but So, uh, basically, yeah. we'll think about it. Um, typically I have not really imposed artistic, my artistic will on other departments. I look realistically, I could have said 10 years ago, our videos are 60 FPS, like it or lump it. Um, but that's not really how we roll here. So if Andy were to come around and say, you know, Hey, I think this video should be 60 FPS. I would never say no to that. Um, I have not been the obstacle to it is basically what I'm trying to say, but it sounds like we're more open to it than we have been in the past. So who knows what the future holds? Yeah, I don't think it's that. Hit me, Dan. Hey, wan.xc. Could a theoretical DLSS4 bring back SLI leveraging AI to address micro stutters and splice frames together to trick games into thinking it's a single card removing coding requirements? I don't know. I don't know enough about the architecture of SLI and NVIDIA's modern GPUs to speculate about something like that. But what I will say is I doubt it. I don't think they want to go that direction either. At all. Yeah. And realistically, guys, if they really wanted to bring back SLI, that's not the way they would do it anymore. Apple has shown that a high-speed enough interconnect can be built to have two GPUs, two independent GPUs, functionally act as one. It does still have issues. In fact, we ran into this unexpectedly when we did our video on Apple's um, Apple's attempts to um, make their platform more appealing to developers when we used an M whatever, it was M1 Ultra, M2 Ultra, whatever. We used one of the Ultra chips uh, to, to test it. And what we found out after the fact was one of the reasons it didn't work very well for us was because their Ultra chips are kind of bugged <laughs> in some applications, including that, which in fairness to us is an Apple problem, not an us problem. That does affect Apple's users, and not only in this one weird beta edge case. It's actually a problem with their product that they need to fix at some point. Uh, but it does demonstrate that there are definitely still challenges, even if it can be done, but that it can be done. So if NVIDIA were to build something like that, what I suspect is that they would build it as a product, and they would build it as an AI product. 
they would not build that as a gaming product. I mean, we're already looking at their top tier silicon, their top monolithic die costing what are what are what are, what are we up to 1600 US dollars by the time you equip it with a whole bunch of VRAM and a whole yeah. bunch of VRMs and a big cooler and an HDMI port. Which, to be clear, on a card of that price is not a significant contributor. But still, um, I just, I, 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 I just, SLI didn't make any sense beyond the top tier products because of the, uh, the, requ- the, the, the interconnect overhead. Like, like you wouldn't put that complicated, that, that high speed interconnect on something that wasn't likely to use it because it's so expensive in terms of silicon. You would just give it more CUDA cores. Yeah. Or more AI cores, or more tensor cores, or whatever. You would Why are just... you SLIing like 50 series GPUs? Yeah, exactly. It's it's silliness. <clears throat> and so they would only put it on a top-tier card. And if they were going to do that, what, do you really want a $4,000 gaming card? I mean, some people probably do, but... And maybe NVIDIA would even build that product. Like, if they built it already for the AI market or workstation market anyway, then and they were looking at it going... Okay, what well, we just slap GeForce on this thing and then it goes. Uh, then may- maybe maybe they would, but I just I don't see it being in the near future. Sorry, guys. Want to hit us with one more, Dan? Yeah, sure. Hi, D E I I I I. I saw that one. It's getting so weird. D E I I I. I work in fraud and have recently. Really, shame on you. Yeah. Shame. Stop frauding people. I'm a professional criminal, (laughs) and I have recent cases with customers falling for deep-faked ads and fraudulent credit card apps with AI-generated photos. What other tech can you see aiding criminals in the future? Oh, dude, that. Yeah, basically, things in that realm. We we had a topic about this not that long ago, about where people did some form of AI deepfake thing <clears throat> for a conference call to convince someone to transfer m- millions and millions of dollars and they did it um this is just going to get worse I-, I talked months ago about how people were um they were the scam was that they would target mothers and they would deep fake the daughter's voice um, in distress in distress which makes it easier because you like muffle it and stuff yep um and and they would ask for like you know money or whatever else ransom um and it was working because you're playing on people's emotions and stuff yep. like that and um, you're, you're putting them in a in a not you're putting them in a in a in a if i'm wrong at a cognitive disadvantage yeah yeah and if i'm wrong this horrible thing is happening and i didn't help uh if i'm right i'm out some money yep. so quite a bit of people are going to take the chance yep. which which sucks that's why uh, i just don't pick up my phone anymore yeah there you go honestly i get so many spam calls and just i like, don't have to deal with the trolley problem if i'm not even there <laughs> just walk away <laughs> yeah. just turn 360 degrees around and walk away if you are not in my phone book i am extremely oh, yeah. difficult to get in touch with and yeah. it causes legitimate problems i miss shipments all the time like <laughs> no seriously like if i if, man if i ever ordered something on uber eats and they just like saw my number in the thing and called me instead of like texting me through the app or whatever i've just they'd have no chance i'd be like yeah i guess i'm just not getting this food you don't call screen i call screen everything i don't have it oh <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I just don't answer my phone. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly, a it's kind of liberating. Solution. I just, I, I just 
What's that? Okay. My phone's ringing. Yeah. Is it my wife? Seems like someone else's Because she's basically the only person who ever called me. Do you have custom ringtones? Um, Do you have a different ringtone if they're in your address book or not? No, I'm just like glance. Oh. Yeah. But I like, I don't, I, you know, I don't see if I recognize a number or anything. It's really, yeah. It's, what percentage of my calls are my wife? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty high. You know? Yeah. Wife, something, wife, wife, something, vet, something, wife. Like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> My life. <laughs> once you once you, yeah, once you progress to a certain age, that's kind of what it becomes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, voice calls are thing. so boomer. Oh, you know what my phone does have though is it has an auto text response. So mm. anytime someone calls me, um not anytime, most of the time when someone calls me, actually, this is I, I kind of misrepresented it before. I send back an automatic please text me. Mm. And if they don't text me, then it couldn't have been that important. That's pretty fair. I mean, yeah. what were they calling from a landline? If you're, if you're already not, come in, on. Well, if they're in distress and can't like type on their phone, but if if they're not in your address book mm-hmm. and they can't text you, the chance that you really needed it is like near zero. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that seems quite fair to me. Uh, what was the okay back to the scamming question? Yeah, I don't know. All the AI things are going to be absolutely horrid for scamming. It's it's going to be really 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 bad i know and there's going to be such creative attack vectors like they'll get you on the phone somehow and they'll be like uh it'll be something innocuous like they'll um they'll get you to they'll get you to type something or something and then they'll they'll use the you know the knowing what those characters sound like to uh you know if they so like this would have to be quite targeted but if somehow they manage to, uh, you know, get an audio feed from a security camera in your house or something like that, if they call you and tell you what characters to type, they'll use machine learning to uh, take the, that audio signature and then they'll, they'll wait for you to like log into something even if they can't see your keyboard and they'll like be able to steal passwords from you that way. Like there's just going to be things are going to get actual spy movie crazy. Like, that's a thing, by the way. Yeah. I wasn't making that up. That whole audio signatures and being yeah. able to tell what you typed, that, that, that's totally a thing. In fact, I think the researchers didn't even need the, a recording and knowing what you were typing. They were just able to, they were able to figure it out just based on the vibrations or something like that. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, we have a video coming soon, by the way, on how easy it is to break into someone's Wi-Fi if you have the hardware for it. It's the kind of thing that yeah. I think... Many in our audience are already going to be aware of, but many in our audience might not be aware of just how bad it is. So if you remember Camino, have you seen any of the videos we've made about Camino's machines? Okay. They do these liquid cooled GPU servers and they sent us over one probably about six months ago now that we have had various concepts for what to do with and have ultimately not executed on and finally we settled on one um and it's good timing too because they messaged me they were like um are you doing anything with that server and i was like ha i filmed the video today <laughs> <laughs> like there's it's not a sponsor we would like to um continue to have it <laughs> yeah it's not a sponsorship or anything but you know it's got like 640 90s in it yeah. so i'm sure they'd love to know where it is yeah, um and it, sound. anyway we came up with a really good concept and um <laughs> Tanner built the Krakenator 5000, a mobile Wi-Fi cracking monstrosity in a van um, using a bunch of batteries and their server. And we didn't do it because that would be illegal. 
But we were able, should we have desired, yes, to go anywhere, yeah, find any wireless access point, yeah, and break into it in how fast did you guys get it down to seconds? Yeah, so you could war drive if you were like in a school district. That's yeah, that sounds about right. Nice, very cool, pretty wild. Um, I think. For a, uh, don't quote me on this because it'll be right in the video. I think for someone who uses their phone number. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was four seconds. Yeah. So if you, if it's purely numeric, um, because each, each of those RTX 4090s, I think was able to do about 2 million per second or something like that. 2 million attempts per second. And with WPA2, you don't have to be in range in order to do this either. So even if we didn't have that kind of hardware, we could steal everything that we need, go somewhere else, wait around for it to processing. And then you got it. And then we can come back, connect. And even a lot of tech savvy people don't necessarily have the proper, proper protections on, uh, every shared resource on their network. Um, even here, almost no one that I know here uses Mac filtering. Even Mac filtering is not a perfect defense. Uh, there's all kinds of... There's, there's so many attack vectors once someone is connected to your network. So please, for the love of all that is good, use a long Wi-Fi password with lots of characters, uh, with lots of special characters, and with unusual... deviations if you must use dictionary words make sure that it's not just well i used a capital letter for the first letter of every word because that's a thing that people do (laughs) try not to be predictable please please um yeah wpa3 much better but the problem is that if you if your uh, ap is not configured to reject wpa2 capable clients that that do not support wpa3 then any wpa2 thing can just connect and then it'll negotiate via wpa2 and then you can just break in with wpa2 yeah it's it's the whole like oh nice this is secured through yubikey as it's two-factor and it also has a backup of text message authentication it's only secure is the least secure part of it. Um, I, I know multiple people who have, in, in the wake of all this AI stuff, moved to entirely in-person transactions for highly important things. Multiple people at this point in time, including some people that act as companies, um, to the point where they've made agreements with uh, this. The cellular provider one seems to be harder to get. Uh, the only person, I know one person who's gotten that, but it's because they have a more much smaller cellular provider um but they they have an agreement where if a new sim is issued for instance they have to be there in person it has to be them in particular and they have to provide their id no other scenario is allowed they will never ship it none of that type of stuff i know multiple people who have agreements with their bank where if they want to withdraw a significant amount of money or wire transfer a significant amount of money or whatever over a certain threshold it has to be them it has to be in person it has to be id verified they can't do any of it online anymore. None of it can be verified in, in How various ironic. ways. Yeah, we're going all the way back. Let's go back to this. Let's, go, let's bring back all checks. All the way back. Yeah. Signatures. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird that the solution is, let's do all of the pre-tech things. 
Well, we could combine Let's drive pre-tech to the bank and tech. every week. Like we could have, you know, physical biometric security. I could have to pluck I could have to pluck a hair out of my beard and give it to them for like analysis in order to oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to grow a beard again. There you go. Shoot. Good solution. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like I, I, I love that like hey, yeah, I'll do that wire transfer, but I only do wire transfers on like every second Thursday because that's when I go to the bank. Might be an actual like statement that people actually say in modern year. That's crazy. Um, yeah, fun one. What are we supposed to be doing right now? Oh, we, yeah, we where is it? We just finished merch messages. Oh, yeah, that took a while. That was fun, though. It was. I, I enjoyed it. It was good. I'm cold. We have some of it already. Like, we've, we've actually been running these for months on WAN Show. Yeah, I guess you don't see it much. Oh, these are the old 3D printed crappy ones. But, right. yeah, you have cable things. You don't have to make fun of them. They're pretty good. I like you. Little the magnets come out thing. of them too easily. The molds for the finished ones are fixed. Fine. I like them anyways. Good good magnet holder. I'll break it. Oh, so mean. <laughs> um, this okay. is not something that I expected to have. Okay. Hold, hold. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Okay. Go ahead. Um... What the heck is going on here? Why is there a backpack? Is it hanging off one of them? Oh, wow. There's one for you. Okay. I mean, oh. There's one for you. Have fun. Well, how are we supposed to, (laughs) how are we supposed to do anything with this while we're holding it? Is there pictures of this? Is there a plan? Wait, you have to just hold it? Why not? I mean, okay. Why are you being tortured? Uh, I mean, uh, well, uh, I I probably did something. That's fair. <laughs> okay, so what are we supposed to do, Daniel Besser? I don't know. This is a demo. You can move them. Uh... Okay, well, there's different sizes of the cable management things. So we've got this these cables here. Do you want to just pull an arch off, Luke? Yeah, so there you go. That They can be used to manage cables. Nice, strong magnets. These, Jesus, okay, pull that one off. Nice. Nice, so you can hold bigger cables. You know, you're doing it in the way that it makes it look easy. Oh. Whoa, whoa. Jesus. <laughs> whoa! <laughs> you got this? So Luke was... Uh, Someone ripped it out of my hand. Luke was levering it because he wants to be effective, but the point oh, is how yeah, strong they are. I, mean, okay. I, wasn't, I wasn't aware of what the point was. Maybe try and try and rip the backpack off. Maybe. Um, yeah, you can. Yeah, try, okay, sure. Luke, rip the backpack off. Am I am I allowed to? No, you can. You have to pull. You have to pull perpendicular from the board. Uh, so I can't like slide it to the side. Nope. Nope. Embracing it. With this is neck. not going to go well. It's going to go funny. <laughs> <laughs> you slid it off. I didn't mean to. Put it back on. I can't properly. like. I can't like. I have to. Uh. Here, we'll angle it, Dan. Here, we'll yeah, angle there it. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> it slid again. <laughs> Come on, Luke! Don't cheat! Okay, you got it. That's my god. Alright, anyway, the point is there's lots of different kinds. There's the arches, there's the ones that attach to cable ties. It is very strong. Uh, There's the ones that hold uh, power bricks. I don't think we... Look, this whole time, one of the medium ones has been holding the screwdriver, and it's been fine. There we go. Alright, anyway, thanks, Dan. You're welcome. This was something. Uh... <laughs> I wonder if I could get it just by throwing it. Uh, I hear, I hear the stream somewhere. Nice. nice. 
Okay, I think it was me. <laughs> what a demo. So they're coming next week. <laughs> oh, man. We're trying not to cheat from? challenge. Impossible. My chest hurts. <laughs> Dan, are you okay? Yeah. All right, good stuff. <laughs> Apparently, Twitch ran an ad while we were trying to shill our products. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. This was, this was good. This was good because there's some misconceptions. Pitboy in all capital letters with maximum sass says, So I have a wooden desk and a uh, uh, drywall. Uh, and drywall. Great products. Do most people have metal desks? Um, no, but. What wasn't shown there is that they oh, have. Dan's going I to think get them. He's running to go get them. Yep. They have little metal uh, circle things to go on the other side. Um, so if you have a wooden desk, like Linus or myself, or even the Wan Show desk or whatever, you can screw or tape or glue or do whatever with these little metal plates and put those onto whatever surface you want the things to go on. Oh, wow, having correct terminology for this would have been awesome. So I don't sound like is. a. So I will just go to my cam here. So I am holding three different plate sets. We have the standard yeah. plate set, which has uh, the standard adhesive on it. We have the, and that one's intended for the adhesive to just hold it in place while you, uh, so you, okay. So you know what? I'll just show you guys how it works. Can I have a small arch, please? Oh, there's one. Nope. That's not one. Uh, I think that's, uh, maybe. That might be a medium arch. That is a medium arch. Yep. May I have a small arch, please? I don't have any. Oh, my goodness. We're just going to open all the products, I guess. <laughs> Fine. I'm over it. Okay. <laughs> all right, cool. So this one, the way it's intended to be used is you've got your arch, you've got your plate. Okay, there's your adhesive backing. So you, yeah, you peel the plastic protective piece off, or you just don't. I don't bother because I don't care because I'm going to put an arch on it anyway. Then what you do is you peel the adhesive back off, you stick it to whatever it is that you want to stick it to, and then you slide the arch off so that this stays exactly where you want it. Then you put a screw through the middle, and it stays there five ever. Hey, now you have a metal desk. Um, the VHB plate set is intended for people who don't want to screw into it and just want a plate that will stay forever with the adhesive. Um, and then if you ever want to remove it, then it's VHB. So you can, uh, it'll take some time. <laughs> it'll probably rip the paint off of your drywall and you know, whatever yeah, else. Yeah, VHB really. Yeah. But this is a, this is a permanent mounting solution. Yeah. And then this one's fun. We haven't actually really shown this yet. I don't think I haven't. Yeah. I haven't seen this. But I know it's a thing, but I don't know anything about it. These are silicone grips <laughs> that go with the regular plates. And what they do is... Okay. Uh, what they do is they have their own adhesive, okay? And so they're intended either for our backing or for a metal desk, and they are a grippy surface. So you stick it down in between metal and the magnet, and then you lose a little bit of your a, a, perpendicular a very force. very small amount. No, it's, it's measurable. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's probably so yeah. small. Uh, but you get way less slippage. So it increases the resilience that way. And resilience is probably not the right word or whatever, but I don't care. Sure. Finance um, here. You can correct. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Uh, yeah, we've got... Um, I mean, there's... 
That's fine. It's fine. It's been a very complicated launch because there's so many uh, things to communicate. There's so many different little things we've had to think through. We had, look, we had to make jumbo Luke sized cable ties. <laughs> Don't worry. We still have the line of size points. <laughs> For like big power, bricks? the ones that, that are definitely totally normal and fine, according to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <sighs> yeah, I'm really excited. These have been a long time coming, and you'd think it's simple, but nothing's ever simple when you've got all the different sizes and all the different plate types and all the different sizes of cable ties that go with them, and you're trying to have. Great compatibility with the etc. etc. Uh, it's going to be a really, really good product. And we've, uh, I really wish we had it ready in time for launch, but we just haven't. Uh, I want to do a, a series where we go around and cable manage people's setups with these things. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, like very um, ultimate tech upgrade kind of vibes. Um, and I would love if it's successful for us to actually expand this one to audience members. So we get you guys to send us like your rancid gamer dens and we basically roll in cleanup crew style, uh, you know, helmets and uh, if Elijah's there and then, and you know, masks for everyone else and we like cable manage it. I think that'd be super cool. It might make more sense once we also have cable products. To yes, go with I our cable so. management. I think so. So we kind of come in and we go, because one of the things, ooh, I don't know if we've talked about this yet, but I guess we're talking about it now. Uh, <clears> one <throat> of the things that we want to differentiate our cable products from others, aside from just being really high quality, is the availability of lots of different lengths. Because, mm. I mean, right now, yeah, you can buy a USB-C cable as long as you want it to be 30 centimeters or 60 centimeters. At about 40 or 50 it's really challenging. And if you care about cable management, it's kind of a kind of a pain in the butt. That sucks. Yeah. We're not going to be able to do custom lengths, guys. It's just with the way with how with the kind of frequency that these modern interfaces run at, it's just not conceivable for us to be terminating them in a, you know, a warehouse in Richmond or whatever. It's uh, like these are going to have to be built to length. But we want to offer more variety of lengths and we want to have a cohesive product line so that all of your cable stuff matches uh if you you know care about i did notice in some of our product imagery for the magnetic stuff which i've been peeping because we're we're doing stuff for the the store with it um some of the cables are like kind of random and i was thinking like man it would look nicer if there was like cohesiveness to the cables Mm -hmm. and then i was like oh yeah (laughs) There will be. We're probably going to do that. <laughs> In time. There just isn't yet. That makes sense. Yeah. How are they with scratches as they move on the surface? Scratches on... Oh, I mean, they are magnets. So if you if you want something to definitely not get scratched, then what you would want to do is use the silicone uh the 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 silicone things so you would take the adhesive off the back you'd put it where you want it to go and then you'd you'd put the magnetic arch on there um the problem with magnets is that the force drops off dramatically over distance and our differentiating factor for this product because anybody could see this and make a lower quality clone in no time at all. The only reason this has taken so long is because we want it to be good, right? So if someone wanted to just make an arch with magnets on the end, they could absolutely do that. But most of the cost 
is in the magnets. They're neodymium magnets. They are extremely strong for their size, and they will really hold your flipping cables in place. But the problem with that is that they're magnets. They're made of metal. So if you put them on something soft uh, or something that has a really fine finish on it, like a, you know, a really nice... Um, painted surface for example yeah there is a chance that it will get scratched so you will have to exercise some sort of common sense uh care and attention whenever you're using them um and if we were to uh, we we considered developing them such that the plastic was what made contact not the metal and it was me who made the call so if you're mad about it you can blame me but we made the call to go with magnet contact in order to best take advantage of our product's best strength which yeah. is its strength and like i don't know these ones right here have been on this wancho set for a long time they don't really move they're pretty like this is oh yeah uh, they're not really they, moving much. they're amazing yeah i don't know i don't think they're going to do a lot of scratching because i don't think they're going to do a lot of moving if you're using them to secure cables that you're moving often a lot of those are going to be things like USB cables, stuff like that. Moving that around, unless you're like really yanking on it, I don't think it's going to move them. Tynan's doing some really great Q&A in the float plane chat right now. Um, Zatharian asked, well, okay, but putting magnets on your cables, is, is that going to be a problem for signaling? And uh, what he said was, from our testing, static magnets which is what ours are. They're not, they're not moving. They're not, it's not a motor, right? Uh, static magnets are not a problem. Uh, from our interesting testing. yep that's neat that's cool cool all right we got to do more topics let's do some topics yeah yeah nintendo sues use you um sure you want that one for later yeah no let's do it now all right nintendo has launched a 41 page dmca lawsuit against tropic haze the makers of switch emulator yuzu does nintendo know what dmca is because I'm not sure that they do. They just they kind of seem to think it's just everything to everyone. Sorry, sorry, I interrupted. Go on. It, yeah, it's an arguable in court thing, so they can get people scared about it regardless. Um, they demanded that Yuzu be shut down and deleted. According to Nintendo, Yuzu users primarily use the technology to subvert anti-piracy protection, not any of Yuzu's more legitimate uses. The gaming company disclosed that Tears of the Kingdom was illegally downloaded over a million times in the week and a half before its initial launch, or sorry, its official launch, uh, and that around 20% of download links pointed pirates towards Yuzu as a tool to play the game. While no one is claiming that Yuzu contains copyrighted codes, if Nintendo could substantiate that it is a tool primarily for the purpose of copyright infringement, that would be a violation of the DMCA. As pointed out by Rob Fahey, Fahey? Something around there uh, of gamesindustry.biz, Nintendo is arguably more seriously affected by piracy than console rivals like Microsoft and Sony, in part because both those companies have a far greater number of live service MMO and, you know, always online style games. I would also make the argument that <clears throat> both of those other companies provide a hardware platform that isn't a giant piece of shit. That's a pretty good argument. That was. My primary reason for buying Tears of the Kingdom, a cartridge, and never once putting it in my Switch. <laughs> I put it in a Switch for us to do a video here. I 
never put it in mine. <laughs> I didn't end up playing a ton of that game, but the limited hours that I did play were on an ROG Ally because I didn't want to run it. 26 frames per second or whatever it averages out to like I, it's not it's ridiculous uh, especially uh, there's there was a rumor recently I have no idea how credible it was but that the hardware for the switch 2 has been in development and at a late stage of development for a very long time like it, they're basically just deciding when to give us a console that isn't a giant piece of shit. um And it's just, I don't know, man. Nintendo is one of those companies that just has such outright disdain for its users. I I, I have a hard time. I have a hard time defending anything that they do at this point. Yeah. This sucks for a lot of people because I know a lot of people really enjoy playing Nintendo games, but... With ray tracing? Yeah, exactly. Or at 60 frames per second, or, you know, at not 720p and i know this is a hey i actually don't know that many people and my circle is small and subsists of a relatively similar type of person situation but pretty much everyone that i know that uses yuzu also owns a switch and owns the games because most people are just like yeah it's just an insanely better experience so i want to play it there this isn't actually about pirating or whatever else i just like it's twice the frame rate looks insanely better is a, I don't know bigger format whatever there's like a lot of different arguments for it yeah I don't know it sucks I know there's other people on the interwebs that are a lot more invested in this so if you are interested in it there are a lot of people covering this right now so you could look up Arbiter K asks when are we getting the beauty page pageant pageant um, internally I have been pleaded with to not do it. Yeah. Um, it's not the kind of thing that I can make uh, a unilateral decision on anymore. I am no longer the CEO. So I could be an asshole and I could be like, ha ha, I insist because I am technically the majority shareholder, but that's not how a constructive relationship works between um shareholders and board members and the shareholders is the chief executive um that's not how a healthy relationship works between this shareholder and the other shareholder that luke just mentioned Mm. um that's just not how any of this works so it is not a decision that i will be making on my own i would still like to do it yeah I think there's a way. I, I, I understand. It's a minefield. It's, so basically, here's the problem. We could do it. We could run a beauty pageant where people's beauty is judged. By the way, they could play Super Smash Bros. And, um, you know, while they wait for judging, you know, we could do that. If Nintendo decides to take legal action, we are, You're believe it or anyways. not, still a very small company. in the grand scheme of things and the legal costs for that type of action should they drag on long enough could significantly harm our ability to continue to operate Uh, i i know that yeah i I don't 
fully understand where it comes from. I think some of it is my fault because I talked about that valuation that we got when there was the offer to buy. Uh, but there's there's a perception, I think, that we are an enormous company, that we're some kind of heavy hitter. Um, and in the YouTube space, I guess so. Yeah, we're in sort of an, uh, an uh, we're in a, a very, we're in very elite company in terms of our, our, our scale, right? Like we have over a hundred people who work here. But a hundred in Canada is the threshold for like a medium-sized business. We're just, we're just barely. We are actually we not a large company. Yeah. Uh, we've, been, we've been very successful. We've been very lucky. But when you have a $100 million valuation or offer, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have a $100 million valuation. That could mean that there's some projected growth. Um, so you could have been at a very high multiplier of your EBITDA. Um, it does not mean that I have $100 million in the bank. That's super duper not how that works at all. Um, I'm not complaining. I'm doing really great, and I'm deeply appreciative to all of our viewers and uh, all of our team members yeah. and, and everyone, but I don't have $100 million. Uh, 100%, I promise. Uh, so for us to go toe-to-toe with someone like a Nintendo is a legitimate risk that it would be up to the leadership team to decide to tackle, not me. Yeah, and it sucks because like it would be really fun to do, but it is incredibly dangerous. And for the same reasons that we would want to do it, or hmm, for highly related reasons to why we would want to do it, Nintendo would probably want to come after it. Because we're trying to like, you know. We're very obviously um, trying to get around it trying to set an well, no, example to no, a certain no, degree. No, 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 no. We wouldn't be trying to get around, around anything. Yeah. We fair. wouldn't be trying to True. set any examples. Yes. That is not the case. We would be trying to run a beauty pageant. That's true. I would like to make it very clear. That's true. That and there, that is and what we would the, be the doing. The plan is, you know, if they were going to do activities between, they could do a variety of activities. They could. They yeah. absolutely could. Yeah. In fact, maybe that would be a good thing. Yeah. If they could do anything they wanted. Yeah. Maybe they play another game. Maybe, you know, the console is there. Maybe they play tic-tac-toe. But there's a variety of games available. Maybe there's lots of consoles available. Maybe, maybe they play hopscotch. I mean. It's just time between judging. We're just trying to make it more entertaining for them. Hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll see. Long story short. How did that uh, come up? We're talking about Nintendo and DMCA and oh, Nintendo right. just yeah, being yeah. generally jackasses. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Our discussion question here is what happens to Ninten- if, if Nintendo wins, what happens if they lose? I mean, I think if Nintendo wins, it's going to send huge shockwaves um, through the emulation community. I think that... Uh, this is a this is a, a very important battle here. Um, this will this will almost certainly set a precedent for uh, for future similar battles. With that said, I would be very surprised if 
you know, suddenly Nintendo emulation and suddenly game piracy disappears because of this. I mean, um, if it was as simple as, you know, winning battles in court, then music piracy wouldn't exist and movie piracy wouldn't exist. It would just go more underground. But coming back to our conversation earlier, that may be enough. That may be enough friction that enough people buy Nintendo games legitimately that um, it maybe won't matter anymore. I mean, I would honestly make the argument that even Yuzu as it is, is very high friction. The vast majority of people I know, and this is people I know, this is not you know, people that some random not tech circle person interacts with. Like The vast majority of the people I know would either A, not be able to figure out how to get Yuzu running, or B, would be able to, but look at it and go, nah, I got something else to do today. It's, it's, it's a bit of a pain in the butt. And if you know exactly where to go and which file is safe and exactly what directory to put it in and whatever, yeah, yeah, sure. It doesn't take long. Like you can get Yuzu up and running in like three minutes. But if you don't know all of those things, man, you can end up on some sketchy sites and you can end up, you can, it could, it could potentially and this is a very real risk. It could potentially cost you a lot more than some Switch games. So, yeah, I mean, you get your, like, you end up with some stupid keylogger on your computer. You get your identity stolen. That's going to be not worth it, dog. Yeah. So, all that being said, I honestly think this might bring more eyeballs onto Yuzu and Switch emulation in general than ever before. Um, I've never been more tempted to download it, and I've never downloaded it in the past. Oh, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, 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 I use it. I've just never bothered because I was like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. If I'm going to play a Switch game, it's usually because I'm probably going to be in a situation where I only have my Switch anyways. So. Right. And you don't have an ally, so yeah. Yeah. you're by yourself. Yeah. You have no ally. Except if Yuzu does get sued into oblivion and told to delete, their thing would disappear. Yeah. Except it wouldn't because it's open source. So. Yeah. So it's not going anywhere, which kind of makes the whole thing feel kind of... Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Nintendo. But the easiest way to grab it would be to grab it now, if that was the case. Not, I'm not saying you should. Remember that time Nintendo was talking about uh, doing like a sponsorship deal with us? How glad do you think they are that they didn't do it? Remember that time they like flew me out to Toronto? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you like crushed that little kid in Mario Kart? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, really? You're so proud of that. You have to bring it up right now. He beat a child oh at Mario Kart, a little girl. <laughs> Pathetic. Mm-hmm. Did they cry? No. Oh. But they were upset. They were beyond tears, Dan. So, I, yeah, they, they, brought, they brought us out to Toronto to check out the Switch. And then uh, I, I was trying to, like, test it, but I, I wanted to check, like, controller range and stuff, and they wouldn't let me. And then they were doing a Mario, Mario Kart mini tournament up on the stage. And they put me on the far side of the stage from the actual Switch console itself. Um, and I was having a very hard time. And at this point in time, I played, I would literally like, okay. So some people don't know this back in the old house. When we used to film out of the house, I lived in the basement. (laughs) I actually genuinely lived in the basement. So what I would do is I would wake up, I'd go upstairs, I'd go to work, I'd work, I'd come back downstairs and I'd play Mario Kart until I fell asleep. And then I would fall asleep. I used to be very, very good. 
And that's around this time. So... I expected to do quite well against a bunch of randoms, effectively. But I could barely even drive. I was having a lot of issues. Uh, I felt like, like the controller was disconnecting. So I started asking them, like, do I need to move closer? Is this a range issue? And they're like, no, 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 no. Uh, and the the one of the people near me was like, yeah, you must just like not be that good. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, all right. Next race, I'm going on the other side of the stage. So I switched sides of the stage, but they swapped one of the people out. And it was like this little girl and i was like okay well i need to prove that i'm good so i was like crushing everybody but my plan was to pull off to the side right before the end and not actually win the race and then i didn't realize that they had the training wheels thing on so i turned into the side and it dragged me over the finish line and forced me to win <laughs> so i like crush this whole race and then i get to the end smack into the wall and then drag over <laughs> And a bunch of people were like, what? Like, we understood. You didn't have to do that. I was like, I, 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 did, I didn't want to. <laughs> the real joke played. is Luke thinks he crushed it, but he was the only one with the training wheels on. <laughs> oh, man. So it was, uh, it was quite the moment. Yeah. I felt like a jerk. Totally looked, totally looked cool at that event for sure. Anywho, <sighs> somebody jailbroke a prison laptop. Yeah. Twitter user Zephray Wenting bought a prison laptop, which I didn't know was a thing. Yeah, all electronics prison have to be... T- so they have like transparent PCs or uh, TVs, sorry, and everything. Transparent? Or translucent, whatever. Oh, sure, sure, Clear sure. plastic. So they bought a prison laptop off of eBay, apparently assuming that it would be a normal laptop in a clear chassis. The laptop's case and keyboard are transparent in order to make it harder for an inmate to smuggle contraband, but it also had no storage drive, no USB port, and no apparent operating system. The computer consisted almost entirely of an Intel Celeron N3450, 4 gigs of LPDDR3 memory, a Wi-Fi module, one SATA port, and exactly one, (laughs) and a proprietary connector for a dock of some kind. Zephyr Wenting crowdsourced advice on how to jailbreak it and wound up bypassing the password, hotwiring in a USB hub, and installing Ubuntu. Wenting then bypassed the system's hard drive ban list in order to add an SSD, followed shortly thereafter by playing Freedom. Of course. Um, I mean, that's about it. I just thought this was pretty funny. Um, here's the post on Twitter. Yeah, I just, I just had... No idea that this was a thing. Yeah. I only heard about this. I heard about this before this, but only fairly recently. And apparently it's like all electronics. I would just buy the laptop that came in that chassis. That's awesome. Yeah, that's sweet. If anyone from Framework is watching, um, please. Oh, that'd be sick. I would be, I would be super into this. (sighs) So cool. Anyway, neat. What else we got? Uh, oh, sponsors. Yeah. The show is brought to you today by Manscaped. Shaving around your boys can be scary. Even Goku won't be able to help you find your Dragon Ball if tragedy occurs. <laughs> Our sponsor, Manscaped, is here to end your nicks and cuts with their skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra comes with a trimmer blade and a foil blade, and they're interchangeable, letting you choose if you just want a little trim off the top or a smooth finish. 
It's IPX7 rated, so you can get your business done in the shower. And to make trimming even easier, it comes with an LED light, so you can see right through the shrubbery. It's portable and can be charged conveniently with a USB-C cable, meaning you can whack the weeds anywhere you might be. And that's not all. Manscaped offers all kinds of grooming tools and formulations, and you can get 20% off with code WANSHOW at manscaped.com slash WANSHOW. Sick. The show is also brought to you by The Ridge. I have dropped many things, and... Not many of them survived, except for the Ridge. The Ridge uses the highest grade materials to make their wallets, luggage, and more. Check out their popular wallets. They're slim and minimalistic and can hold up to 12 cards. And unlike traditional wallets, the Ridge wallet is built to last. They offer a lifetime warranty, which means if you ever feel your Ridge wallet isn't functioning properly, they will do everything possible to make it right. They consistently push out new designs, like this limited edition design series with H.B. Nielsen. Oh, that's cool. Or, hey, they've got a brand new leather wallet. Their key case is also pretty cool. Instead of having jangling keys, the key case keeps your keys slick and tidy. And with over 80,000 five-star reviews and a 99-day risk-free trial, they are worth checking out. For WAN Show viewers, you can use code WAN to get 10% off your purchase and free shipping. We're going to have that linked down below. Finally, the show is brought to you by Symbolic Software. Check out their new strategy game, Runes of Ardun, which is a modern take on the traditional Japanese board game Shogi. The rules are straightforward. There are six different pieces, each named after a different animal. They all have unique movement patterns and abilities inscribed on the tiles. You can move across the board to capture your opponent's pieces, and you win when you capture the enemy lion piece. So kind of like chess. They even built their own opponent AI system in-house using Rust, uh, bringing, you that higher, bringing you a higher strategy shogi experience. Recently, it was in the top 10 board games in Japan, France, Spain, and Switzerland. Wow, okay, that's cool. So whether you want a casual game or a challenging puzzle, it's easy to jump in. You can download Runes of Ardun in the Apple Store now, and we're going to have that linked down below. Cool. All right, Dan, hit me. Hold on, I gotta get up. Wait, it's just a game that you buy for mobile? The, the market's, the market's awesome. changing. I know we're, like, done the ad, but, like... I know, right? That makes me actually infinitely more interested in it. I'm, I'm so excited for the future. Wow. I might just go pick that up. That's sweet. I, it also reminds me a lot of chess puzzles, which Dude, I like a lot. In-person transactions... Buying yeah. things yeah. once? Yeah. <laughs> what year is it? The good old days are now! <laughs> We're back, Bringing boys. back stone tablets. <laughs> yeah. Hey. I told you the abacus was a good idea. I, I bet you if someone made, like, an arti ar ar artisanal stone tablets... <laughs> stone, oh, yeah, that would be... They could, they could sell... Like, yeah, they could, they could definitely sell. Yeah. Hi, LDL. I'm a relatively new mainframe storage engineer. Cool. Do you think going deep into mainframe or legacy technologies is a boon for companies in need or backing yourself into a corner limiting options? For companies in need? I mean, if you need it, then you need it. Yeah. I mean, I think that for a long time, the cloud was just treated like this, this one size fits all solution to every problem. Yeah. And I remember being really frustrated because we would take this constant criticism for building storage servers. Why are these, why are these idiots not just putting in the, do you have any 
see how much it costs to upload? Somebody had to build a server somewhere. The upload is often decently cheap, and then they will destroy you whenever yes. you need to that, recover okay, that data. I, I know, I know. The point is just somebody, somebody had to buy the hard drive. It can be us. It can be someone else. Someone had to buy it, and they're going to get paid. It's that simple. It's that simple. There is no free lunch. So people would be like, Ooh, why, why are they not using the cloud? <laughs> be- Sometimes there's nice scalability and, and you yeah. get discounts and stuff. But like we but we're video editing. We need to be able to access it. You're not going to video edit from a Google Drive. Yeah. Like, are you high? Yeah, some people do, but it, like it's a terrible experience. No, it's a terrible experience. And the, just the, I guess the thing that drove me most crazy was the level uh, of, I don't know, pomposity, what, what, pom- pompous. You know, just like how right people thought they were about how my solution of 17 usb connected external hard drives is definitely better no it wasn't those guys it was the cloud guys they're like it's so it's so that this is uh, this is the past and it's like you know what yeah it's caused problems but not for a long time it would have been worse At, at all points in time it would have been worse so i don't know it is what it is because even even when there's a big issue with it we have the backups which is the equivalent of no, we have it in the cloud. So it's like... Yeah. Well, now we do. We didn't have the backups then. Well, and like, it's been a while though, I don't since we're talking about that. Oh, and, and a lot of the people who looked at the, uh, the Petabyte project data loss and were like, see, see, I was right. No, you weren't because I just wasn't going to pay that kind of money to store all that in the cloud. It wasn't... The data wasn't that important. And it's something I said. I said it explicitly in the video. In fact, I'm pretty sure I said it when we built the petabyte project. I was like, this is a single copy. I know that because I don't want to pay for a redundant copy of it. That is a decision I am making. We have the YouTube videos that are uploaded. Google probably isn't just going to shut down YouTube. I know they shut down a lot of things, but they're probably not just going to shut down YouTube. Um, So it's not like we're just going to lose it. And the raw footage was always a nice to have. Yeah. It was not a need to have. Yeah. These days, things are a lot safer, but the petabyte project server, which now is like three petabytes or something like that, is still not replicated. It, it has, there's only one copy. It's, it's redundantly stored. It's, it's rated, but there's no replication. If it goes down, it goes down, and that's too bad. We have like three or four copies of Wanix server. That matters a lot, because that's got footage that we have not yet edited, uh, there is no finished video. It's not uploaded to Floatplane or YouTube or whatever else. Anywho, hit me again, Dan. Hi, LLD. In the U.S., we've recently had a cyber attack on charge health, uh, change, change healthcare that has shut down about a fifth of all hair, healthcare transactions. Haircuts. Haircuts. Was wondering if you've heard about it up in Canada. No. No, but I think this kind of thing is going to become more and more common. And especially by state actors, you're going to see them going after things like infrastructure. You know, all of a sudden, if, you know, the eastern seaboard doesn't have any working traffic lights or, you know, if your hydroelectric dams just stop functioning, it's going to be far more detrimental than um, traditional types of warfare and or will enhance the effectiveness of traditional types of warfare we're headed into very very scary times folks it's being positioned as a deterrent a lot of different countries it's an it's an open secret that they are in each other's infrastructure and it's like yeah if we end up in a war you'll have no water power anything mutually and that would suck a lot and like millions of 
civilians will die. So maybe we shouldn't go after each other. It's it's a it's another layer of of deterrence. <clears throat> Last one I got for you here. Yo Linux just got hired as the first salesman for a video game production company looking to grow. Video production company. Video production company. Sorry, they're split here. Uh, looking to grow. How did you know it was the right time to build out a sales team? And who's the first sales hire? I knew it was the right time because I didn't have time to keep doing it. I was the one who was doing all the like sponsor negotiations um, and it was a ton of work. Like, obviously I understand the product really well. Like I can sell it. Um, but what I ended up doing was not selling it for as much as I could have, because I didn't have time to negotiate and I couldn't get back to people in a, in, in a timely manner. And so our customer service wasn't very good and stuff. And our first hire was actually Luke's friend <laughs> because I don't know, he might know business stuff and stuff. <laughs> I don't I, think I interviewed a ton of people for the position. I'm, yeah, I was wondering what your recollection of that would be, um, because I was annoyed with Linus for giving money back to companies. Do you remember this? No. We would, like, do a project, and they'd be happy with it, and you'd be like, oh, it wasn't good enough. And they'd be like, oh, we're, like, pretty happy with it. And you'd be like, no, take some money back. You did that multiple times. I know one of them. Really? I know. I remember one of them very vividly, but I know you did that more than once. Um, which which one do you remember vividly? I'm, I'm super curious now. I don't remember it's that. It's probably fine for me to say the company name, but I'm just going to type it. Like one uh, of my whole things, I talked to the sales team about this um, now, is the idea is not to do a one-time deal. I can probably just say it, but I just... Okay. The idea is not to do a one-time deal. The idea yeah. is to deliver enough value that they want to come back for more and to and to uh, to have a recurring business relationship with with anyone who engages with you because it's so much easier to retain a customer than it is to attract a new one which i think is super legit but the original price was already low and they were happy with it <laughs> yeah so he says it was corsair but what what was it though do you remember what project it was uh, it was i th was it the sword one I don't even remember a sword anything. <laughs> no, there was like, I jumped off I'm a fence with a it. sword. It was mm. that time no, that frame. That was be quiet. Okay, it was that time frame, but it, I'm pretty sure it was Corsair. Hmm. I think it was around that time, though. Yeah, I'm not sure. I could be wrong, but it's been too long. Was it a production job? Like, did the video belong to I believe them? So. I don't think it would have been Corsair at that time, then, because I don't know that we Maybe were... it was a little bit later. They were building out their own internal video production team at that time and i think they were like trying to not be dependent i could on have it. bits wrong but i remembered it was like it was frustrating being a part of the team and seeing linus sit at his desk for extended periods of time when he could be doing other things um doing business deals and doing them in a lot of in my opinion uh in a lot of ways poorly <laughs> so <laughs> hey did your paycheck ever bounce no all right then i don't want to hear it <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, it's up to is, me how much is, I mark up your labor, sir. This is, this is a significant. <laughs> I didn't make this system, but damn it, I'm going to participate in it. Wait, what? <laughs> this is a significant potential growth is to get someone else to do this because maybe they'll yeah. do a better job. And also, <laughs> Linus's time being used for this also just sucks. So there was there was like a twofold thing. So I brought Nick out for like dinner or something, and I was like, bro, you need to like quit school. <laughs> and come do this crazy thing with me i know it's nuts i know your parents are probably not going to be stoked mine weren't stoked but it'll be fine his parents are okay with it now yeah 
Yeah, I, I, I ch- chatted with them about it recently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, that, that happened. <laughs> they I, seem chill with it now. I think you interviewed, like, basically no one. I think it was no, I basically just... Yeah, I think I might have just interviewed Nick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that was a stage where we were exactly getting, like... A lot of, and by the way, no, Luke's paycheck did not include room and board. <laughs> he had to pay no. had to pay rent, not uh, much. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going to clarify. <laughs> and when he was living with us at our house, uh, it was even worse because we had to yeah. feed him. And which was your idea? I know. Which was awesome. Look, I was that trying. Was an insane deal. I was trying. I try. I try to create an environment that is mutually beneficial, Luke. Yeah. I just, I remember, I remember, I don't know if I overheard it or I, I might've even just genuinely been there for the conversation, but I remember Yvonne like kind of breaking down the costs of like ingredients, even not even counting like her time for yeah, cooking which, it. By the way, is valuable. Yeah. Yeah. And it, she was like, this just really doesn't make any sense. If I remember correctly, you guys were like negative just on the ingredients, let alone giving me a room to live in. So I was like, wow, this is an incredibly good deal. Um, yeah, as long as you don't mind hearing your boss bang. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean... See, I I didn't realize until much later how paper thin those walls were. Yeah. Because I never, I never went in that room. I didn't care. Like, that was not a room that I would go into. I lived directly across the hall. Yeah. Like, literally directly. Our our doors faced each other. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, That's all, it's all good. (laughs) Yep. I had headphones like it's it's actually like fine. I don't know <laughs> you just play music do something else it doesn't matter I can't the the place I lived before that was uh, a like shared living scenario with a bunch of college age people yeah the place I lived before that was another shared living scenario with a bunch of college age people this was not a new thing I was already fully desensitized see to this. the thing is it was for me I never lived in a <laughs> shared space with a bunch of college aged people and uh, I just <clears throat> Had never really gone in that room and said, hey, hon, can you, like, make noises? <laughs> and I'll see if I can hear them. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, what are we supposed think, to be talking about? I think about? it's, I mean, topics are on the card, so. Okay. Yeah, I think sure. it's topics. Uh, will AI replace call centers in brackets? Probably not. Klarna, an e-commerce, e-commerce, <laughs> an e-commerce fintech company. Karma e-commerce country. <laughs> I'm sorry, Linus. We're both all messed up today. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll do better. Has been bragging that its new OpenAI enabled customer service chatbot has been doing the jobs of 700 customer service workers, equivalent to the number of employees it laid off in 2022. Coincidence? I don't think they so. They say yes. Yeah. Uh, this has sparked concerns at some customer service-centered firms, but others are skeptical. According to Klarna, the bot has handled around 2.3 million service chats in the past month, around two-thirds of chat conversations with customers. Klarna claims that the bot has a satisfaction rate on par with human agents and will drive a $40 million USD profit improvement in 2024. However... People who've actually used the chatbot say it's mostly just filtering customers who neglected to read the FAQ and supporting documents, mostly through telling them direct quotes from the supporting documents, which is a job that customer support people do, I would point out. 
Discussion question. How much uh, of the fear we have about job automation, thanks to AI, is a matter of reframing trends that were already happening? Yeah, because like this is, there was already customer service chatbots. Yeah, they didn't need to be AI. A lot of them were to be pretty effective. Better. The Lego one is awesome. Yeah. Like, I sent it to the LTT store guys. I was like, I'm glad I didn't have to talk to a human. Yeah. Well, more more accurately, I'm glad I didn't have to wait around for a human. Yeah. Because it just, I, I just had a missing piece. And it just immediately and resolved it. highly transactional things like that. Which most customer service inquiries are. Yeah. It's nice to be able to effectively type through a form. Hey, I got I got the wrong thing. It's a dynamic form. Hey, what's the status of my order? Like that's mostly what people will contact you about. Yeah. Yeah. Um moving on. Lenovo. Good topic, yeah. Launches repairable laptops. This is really exciting. Lenovo is partnering with iFixit. Can I fix it? All these brands Can partnering I fix with iFixit. Win harder? Like I don't yeah. I don't get it. This is crazy. They're Go partnering with iFixit on a series of ThinkPad business laptops with user replaceable parts. Owners of the T14 Gen 5 and T16 Gen 3 will be able to independently swap out the battery, RAM, SSD, and Wi-Fi module. Actually, that's not really as exciting as I thought it might be. Um, our notes... That is not more <laughs> That's than used to be default. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Well, this is less hmm. of a threat to framework than I sort of thought it might be. Hmm. Uh, the CPU is still soldered, although I would have assumed that. I, that that's uh, yeah, yes. they, just, they just come in BGA packages these days. Um, Are we sure that's it? Is that a miss? They will come with easily accessible repair guides and videos, though. That's good. Mm. iFixit gave the new laptops a repairability score of 9.3 out of 10. So, investment disclosure. Framework appears to be safe for now, since Lenovo is not talking about upgradability, and that's a big part of... I don't have any investment in framework. They have a massive value add over this. That's not even close. However, I'm willing to bet these ThinkPads are more price competitive Probably. than Framework yeah. because they know that at most you will be fixing it, not using you know lower margin, uh, lower cost parts to upgrade it. Um, so you'll have to you'll have to rebuy a laptop if you actually want a faster one. So this is cool, and I'm really glad to see that this conversation is not going anywhere. But so far, none of the tier ones have seen what Framework is doing and gone, I can do that. And I would like them to. Uh, I've been part of the goal the whole time. Yeah, I, uh, I have no intention to sell my Framework shares. They're only, they're only profitable if I ever sell them. Um, so for me, it's just an investment into this movement. I want to see it be a success. And uh, I'm really, I'm really glad. Ultimately, I think what I was trying to do has borne out better than I could have expected. Yeah, you've been, uh, well, I, I don't want to attribute too much to you, but I think Framework's existence and its success has inspired at least some amount of change, especially in the laptop industry, but we're seeing it spill out to other ones as well. And I think that for better or for worse, the discourse around me and framework, whether it's people complaining about, you know, 
the ethics of it or or people whatever just the 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 association i think has been good for the framework brand yeah um and so that goal that i had of putting my money into it and saying no really i believe in this enough to do this um uh, i think it's had an impact kind of ironically i think whenever whenever you do the uh like warning i am an investor in this thing people are going to look into it it like gives it more exposure it's almost like more helpful that you have to tell people every time you talk about a laptop, <laughs> it, it like totally works out because be the main goal. You. Sometimes I forget because yeah. it just, it makes no difference D- to me. Yeah. 100%. Um, I'm going to use it. The main reason I daily drive it is not because it's my favorite laptop. The main reason that I daily drive it is because I want to force myself to be a user so that I can, Good feedback. Give them feedback anytime I run into a problem yeah. uh, so that I, I can make a difference. Like that's, that's the, re- that's the reason I'm doing it. Um, there, there's multiple laptops that I like better than it. I'm a huge fan of the Asus uh, RG uh, Flow X13, for example. We're, we're looking at that thing's awesome. standardization updates for systems here. And a big conversation is like, how many people are going to be, how many people are we going to move to laptops effectively? Oh, like, and not even have desktops anymore. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Tell me more. Yeah, and in that conversation, because there's been like a cost-benefit discussion, uh, one of them is that a lot of people that have desktops tend on uh, eventually ending up with both. So if they're going to have both, they might as well just have a laptop and a solid dock. Uh, Then we're not paying for like two licenses of... Things like our, yeah, basically. So it's not just cheaper in licenses, it's cheaper in hardware, it's cheaper in a lot of different ways. It might also even literally be easier for them to just have one instead of two. Um, And then they can also have this uh, company secured device that they can take home if they need to work from home for being sick or whatever else, other reason, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's there's a lot of arguments for it. It shouldn't be everybody, obviously. I don't want to put editors on laptops, so just be stupid. Um, But... uh, uh, some some people and in that conversation it's like okay what do we go with because we basically just want to have one because this only really fits the use case of the like low-end desktop user who basically just needs a browser or that type of stuff because if the second you need like a gpu well i don't really want you on a laptop anyways so it's it only really fits one type of user so we probably only need one type of laptop so what don't, one do we go with framework keeps working its way into the conversation and then working its way back out because they're pricey yeah cost matters right especially when we're buying like a bunch of them and we need to have someone reserve that's pretty costly but then we do still care about things like repairability we do still care about total cost of ownership yes so sometimes it kind of works its way back in and it's, it's like, like right oh. but what if all that was broken was a stupid you know fingerprint sensor or whatever the case may be and you know what there's a lot of really repairable laptops from guys like hp yeah from guys like lenovo yeah but Will they maintain stock yeah. of all those little replacement bits and bobs? I don't know. It does. I will to throw Lenovo uh, a bone here. It, it does help. They're partnered with iFixit. That makes me believe they will a little bit more. Um, yep. the, the, the partner with iFixit, every time that happens, my like, how much I believe in this thing that they're doing does go up. I hope iFixit doesn't sell out. Me too. Because right now they have an amazing name to throw on the projects. Yeah. iFixit is awesome. So I, like, I immediately trust someone yeah. more when they're partnered with iFixit. Me it's, too. It's 100%. Which is a hard true. thing to earn. And easy to lose. Very easy thing to lose. So hopefully they keep holding on to it. I believe they will. Um, 
but you never know. Someone's going to retire at some point. Uh, leadership will roll over. Crystal D. Fier88 asks, wouldn't Framework just supply laptops for LTT and Floatplane? Oh, wow. So let me let me put it this way. <laughs> As a shareholder of Framework... Wouldn't want them to do would that. Would I want them to do that? No. <laughs> just give away laptops? If I found out that that was a thing that they were going to do, I'd be like, who else are you guys giving laptops to? Are you guys crazy? We're not you, even asking them. You, you're, you're backordered for four months. Yeah. Ship your laptops to your customers, you mad lads. For real. Yeah. Like, if, if that was a move that was going to be done, it would be for effectively marketing and advertising. And they're, they're, and they're, better buying, be... they're buying on shipments, so it's not a problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, please no. <laughs> yeah. They've got other things to work on. Also, we've got like 100 people, so the, yeah, it'd be like at well, least... Well, it's not going to everybody, though. Oh, that, that's true, that's true. So some people will still end up having desktops and laptops. Right. Some people will end up doing... The writers device. will need them. Writers are probably going to need them. Yeah. Writers are probably still going to need desktops. Yep. It is what it is. But like me, for example, I could just have a laptop. Would you go 13 or 16 if you were getting a framework? 16. Do you need a GPU? Oh, is that the difference? I don't... It ha- the 16 has a GPU. I don't need a GPU, to be honest. Oh. But you would just want the bigger screen? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, man. See, that's the thing is framework doesn't have a broad enough product uh, portfolio because I would tell you, you, well, you should just get something with a bigger screen that's a thinner device because you don't, if you don't need the power, then you don't need all that bulk. You don't need all that weight. It has a really good cooling system in it. Did you need that? No. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. You, should, you should use that folding one that I had for a little bit. That thing's so cool. Yeah, the, that one is pretty cool. The review's finally coming but soon. Lab's testing it. part of this it. whole thing, like, yeah, like, I could maybe have something different, but part of the whole thing is, in general, standardization. This guy. I could have something different. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm in charge. What a guy. But Fine, in I'm general, gonna have something too. To be... I'm going to have something different, too. I'm going to have this laptop. Of course. Yeah, get <laughs> I'm going to have it sure. right now. Sure. No, I don't, I'd, I'd rather have help hosting the show. Actually, wait. No, okay. I'm good. <laughs> Just, I have a GPU. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like we're, we're trying to pick one. Oh, no. That, oh, did I unplug something? Oh, no. I think so. Cool. What has happened? Like It know. just shut down. Yeah. Nice. It's, uh, Sweet. I'm helpful like that. I, I'm fast. Yeah. Quick fingers. There you go. Um, you should see how quick I am with my whole fist, though. <laughs> what? What? I, I think Luke missed it. Oh. I don't think he saw. Really? Oh, that's, oh, that's even better. That's pretty funny. You'll have to watch the VOD. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I have no idea. Oh, yeah. boy. Don't worry about it. I hope you allowed that type of thing on Floatplane. We definitely do. I don't even know what it was, but yeah. Yeah, we've, uh, we've, we've debated internally many times, you know, what would be our limits for content on Floatplane? I think Luke and I are both pretty, uh, if it's legal, it's, uh, it's allowed on Floatplane. But we've never really had anyone approach us being like, you know, I want to do OnlyFans, but I don't want to go on OnlyFans. I, I don't, we have. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. And yep. it just came down to... Well, I, oh, I think the platform features were pretty limited back in the day. Yes. They I don't think wanted, we even support DMs. They wanted like, to upload pictures, and we only at that time supported videos. Oh, that's funny. And I was like, welp. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> only videos. And they yeah. were like, nah. I was like, okay. Someone's like, don't do that, guys. Sounds how good. about this? How about just... How don't, just don't, don't subscribe look at it. to it. That's that's the thing. That's that's the reason why we kind of think this way is you would literally have to be actively giving them money in order to see their content. So if you don't want to see their content, 
don't actively give them money. Now, we are partnered with Stripe and uh, effectively PayPal through Braintree. So they exert a significant portion of control, which is very interesting to me and very interesting that so many people are cool with this, but they exert actually a lot of control. Um, So it wouldn't be exactly the same as something like an OnlyFans because if we have nudity on the platform, it Mm. has to fall under the artistic license. Assuming anyone ever noticed anyway. Yeah, because they'd have to pay to see it, and we're a pretty small platform. But um, So that's why, for a long time there, I don't think it's this popular anymore because people just yeeted over to OnlyFans and then just went full ham. But (laughs) for a long time there, there was a ton of... Not just ham. There was a ton of... There's lots of other (laughs) There was a ton of artistic nudity on Patreon. A lot of people were doing cosplays while nude. Why do you think that's happening? It's because it fit under the terms and conditions that patreon had because patreon was partnered with whoever at the time right a striper payment for whoever it was yeah yep. it was it was the payment processor that was running through patreon at the time and then only fans came out and everyone dropped the yeah like pork everyone dropped the and like clams <laughs> everyone dropped the charade and just started going fully for it because they they were only doing the artistic part to fit under that license but that's what we would have as well as it would have and to be longer artistic. pork <laughs> I had I had to have a conversation Sardines? around that time that I had that conversation with that person. I had to have a conversation with my development team at the time. It'd be like, like if one of these things has a transcoding failure. Oh, I see. Yeah, I was like, "Are you guys cool with this?" And I like advise people at the time. I was like, "You should like talk to your partner." Right. Right. Yeah. So I was like, "Don't tell me right now." Right. Yeah. Like, go think about it and come back. And yeah. everyone was like, yeah, it's fine. Don't think it's going to happen that often anyways. And yeah. like, then it ended up never happening at all. Yeah, okay. So Handy. it didn't matter. Yeah. Anchovies, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure what that's a euphemism for. Yeah, that's a difficult one. Yeah. You're just very small. <laughs> yep. Small, pointy. Wait. Plentiful? Um, <laughs> Big swarm. Packed in all together? This week in AI... <laughs> background muzak and 2d game worlds yeah adobe has revealed a prototype for a new generative ai tool project music gen ai control that allows users to both generate and edit music it's broadly expected that adobe will eventually integrate this tool into premiere and audition like the integrated generative fill into photoshop uh, Google DeepMind researchers have published a paper debuting a machine learning model that can create a playable game world from a single image. Uh, general in, uh, Generative Interactive Environments, or Genie, was trained on over 200,000 hours of videos from 2D platformers and currently can only make very low-resolution 2D platformers that operate for 16 seconds at one frame per second. But you got to start somewhere, I guess. Yeah. And finally... Researchers at Alibaba have created an AI system called Emote Portrait Alive, or Emo, that can convincingly animate portrait Wait, what? photos. Emote Portrait Alive, or Emo? Yeah, Emo. That can convincingly animate right. portrait photos to show them speaking or even singing along to an audio track. Uh, okay. This video demonstration of Emo shows Sora's AI, Sora AI's famous Tokyo lady talking as well as animated images of real-life politicians. Okay, so let's have a look at this. 
Emote? Really, they went straight for the politician's angle. Portrait alive. Huh. I mean, some parts of this are pretty... Uh, this doesn't look better than what we already have, to be completely honest. Well, uh, It's pretty good. Yeah, remember, too, that they are... They're, they're doing this with one image. Oh. Yeah, so here, it shows the reference image. Oh. And then it shows her talking. Okay, that's actually pretty crazy. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Uh, okay, all right, what are we looking at here? It's not perfect, but this black and white one in particular is... Uh, the fact that it comes off of one image is actually wild. Wow, that is... Uh, there's odd eye movements here and there, but if someone sent me this, I would not immediately realize. Frame rate feels weird, different things like that feel weird, but yeah. There's a good comparison at the end of that video where it shows off a bunch of different models compared to theirs. Uh, at the end of that video? Uh, the one down, down underneath the abstract. Yeah. Should be near the end. This one. This one here? Yeah. Oh, okay. At um, the end, you said? Yeah, I think the, the comparison's near the end. Oh, okay. Uh, is this going to keep playing? Dream talk, ours. Man, I wish those were a little longer. Anyway, scary. Yep. <clears throat> Want to talk about HP printer subscriptions? Sure. I guess. HP has actually launched a printer subscription, as hinted at previously in a wildly unpopular interview with CEO Enrique Lores. HP's all-in plan offers customers an option of three rented printers and a scaling monthly fee. The cheapest plan is $7 a month. Oh my God. And has a cap of 20 pages per month. I was trying to stay calm, but what the f***? Holy crap, dude. 20 pages a month for $7? I could literally go to Costco wow. and print like photos for that. There's a 12 day grace period after <laughs> which the customer will be forced into a two year commitment or a cancellation fee that is worth a significant fraction of the retail cost of the printer. That fee then doubles after 30 days, meaning that if you attempt to return the printer three, 13 days after signup, it'll cost more than buying the printer outright. This is complete madness I feel like a scam hp will replace a printer if it starts to fail or after it's been in use for two years the printer also informs hp whenever it's running out of ink which hp will send to the customer for no additional charge okay so it includes ink that's something yeah but, but 20 pages yeah exactly. for seven dollars a month seven, that's 85 dollars a year i'm not gonna spend that on ink 85 dollars a year for, for 240 pages of text. Are you kidding me? <laughs> HP oh, is man. marketing this subscription as a way to leave behind the hassle and never-ending struggle of owning a printer. Hey, HP, I've got another idea to take away the hassle and never-ending struggle of owning a printer. Don't buy a f***ing HP printer. How about that? Cool. 
what's the difference? Okay, so the the plan isn't the scaling of the plan is by printer. I'm looking at their official site right now. Um, and so an HP Envy says all twenty of my pages will be solid black. <laughs> you're still getting host. Uh, HP Envy is seven bucks a month. The HP Inspire is nine bucks a month. The HP okay, Office Jet. No, Pro no, no, no. I gotta interrupt you here. Why the f- is Voodoo PC branding being used on printers? Remember when they bought Voodoo PC so they could use the Envy brand? Because the Envy. Why is that on a white, boring, rectangular printer? Who the heck okay, is do you know what a, of a... Do you know what a Voodoo Envy looked like? Okay, this... Yeah, they were sick. This is a Voodoo Envy. Hold on one moment, please. Uh, where is it? Oh, actually, I stand corrected. This is an omen. Okay, so this was their, uh, this was, they did this gold-plated one. This was a, a gaming PC. Yeah. Uh, hold on, I forget what the Envy was. No, no, the Envy was their laptop. Okay, hold on, hold on, let me find it, let me find it. Okay. Um, there. Okay, this. This is a Voodoo Envy. Can I go back to your computer? Yeah. That is not an Envy anything. It's an Envy Inspire. No, it isn't. Wow. It neither inspires Envy, nor does it inspire <laughs> anything else. Look at it. Moderate. I, I, this, this whole thing sucks. Like, look, look at this. One sec. Okay, so I got the printers, right? Bambi says maximum speed of 10 pages per minute, so you get two minutes of printing per month. <laughs> I, uh, Imagine so I, a car that you could drive, drive for, for two, two minutes, minutes at maximum <laughs> two minutes at maximum uh, maximum speedometer speed a month. Uh, so if, if when you click on compare plans, because it just shows these plans, right? Starting at whatever. When you click at compare plans, it's just printer specs. There's no, it, it details nothing. It doesn't even say how many times you can print yet. Compare plants, just printer specs. So I, love I, went, that okay. the, I love that the paper tray holds a six-month supply. <laughs> <laughs> the output capacity is three months. You could not clear the output tray on your printer, that middle one, for three months. Yeah. Okay, so then so you I, just print things just so that you can use up your your allocation, not because you actually need the stuff. You guys, just leave it there, guys. I know I needed to click customize plan. My my joke, the joke that I was pointing out was you click compare plan and it doesn't compare the plan. It just compares the printers. Anyways, now that we're on customize plan, you can select the three different printers, whichever one you want. So let, let's just go with HP Office Jet Pro. It actually looks like. That looks like an Office Jet Pro. Exactly. At least it's not trying to pretend Let's, to be an Envy Inspire. No, okay, yeah. I'm actually going to go with Envy Inspire because this okay. is this is like a... If you wanted a nice printer for at home, right? Seems about... Right? I don't know. Sure. Looks pretty much the same as the printers we used to sell when I was at Best Buy. Um, 13 bucks a month is 100 pages a month. $9 a month is 20 pages a month. And they put popular on the moderate one, which is 100 pages a month. So they clearly want you to do this. Because they, I don't think they expect anyone to get light. So I think the whole 20 well, pages a month thing terrible. is like, yeah, I think it's like a whatever. Yeah. It, 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 it's there so that you look at it and go, oh, I don't want that. And then you go up to this. Can I propose a different solution? Just buy yourself a cheap color laser. Laser. Yeah. The nozzles don't. It, no, you're not going to be printing photos on it. I'm sorry. Just do that at Costco. 
Uh, but the nozzles don't get clogged. So you will probably, if you are one of those light users, you will probably never replace a toner drum and you will probably never replace that printer. Uh, up until, no, I was about to say up until very recently, but I still have it. I still have my Samsung ML16 or ML20 something, whatever it is, color laser printer. Never I don't mind. remember the last time I replaced toner in it. And I can still manage to fight my way through driver installations, even though HP, these butt chugs, uh, bought Samsung's printer business and make it really difficult to use old Samsung printers on new devices. The one thing I couldn't use it on was Chrome OS. I had to have something slightly newer to get it to work on Chrome OS. And there's some like hacky way to set up a relay or something, but I was like... I was going to say, because that's that's probably the same printer you had when we did the Linux challenge. Yeah, it is. And it was flawless back then. Yeah, it's fine on Linux, but it won't work on Chrome OS because they don't have the driver and there might be some way to like hack it in or something. I don't know. I just didn't feel like dealing with it when my desktop was right there and I could just go print it there. So they say that the HP Envy Inspire is the popular printer option. Yeah. If you go down to the standard HP Envy, which is probably everything most people need, they they recommend the terrible plan. Oh, I see. So they only want so you buying it for $7 a month if you have a printer that's worth like 70 bucks. Yeah. I see. Office Jet Pro, what do they recommend there? 100 pages a month on the Office Jet Pro is 17 bucks a month. That is... Whoa actual madness that's crazy my goodness please no one do this go buy a laser printer i'm gonna i'm gonna go on facebook marketplace right now so if you want to buy me some time i'm gonna i'm gonna shop for laser printers right now yeah sounds good uh i don't know if there's any other topics for us so i might need to get dan to throw me a thing yeah we're done all the topics actually uh-oh. You got one for me? I'm sure. Uh, is it after dark time? It might it's be after dark yeah. time. It is. Uh, Can we just transition to that? You want to just do that now? Uh, no, here we go. Hey, Luke. Yeah. Last WAN show, you mentioned about people using remote raid passes instead of going outside. Yeah. Have you seen people playing on multiple phones? And yeah. if is this a form of cheating or not? It's the. It's not a competitive game. What yeah. do you mean cheating? This. this You're is, only cheating this yourself. Is, I have so many issues with Pokemon Go and Pokemon Go players. I have so many. I'm going to go get some Welches and then I'll be happy to listen. I thought you were looking at printers. I will. Okay. He's just also going to do that. Um, Good choice. But yeah, it's who cares? (laughs) Who cares at all? It's, uh, it's, oh, there's, there, there is technically PVP in the game. Um, if you want to look up strategies, one of the most popular ones is to basically AFK. It's called tanking. You basically AFK and drop your rating and then you play back up and win all the time and get all the rewards for winning all the time. And you just do that over and over again. Um, so no one cares really. Also the PVP in Pokemon go is horrible. And if you really wanted to, uh, play pvp pokemon you should go play in other ways the um as far as i can tell it's the only good thing about the current pokemon standard mainline video games is their uh online competitive play because people actually do seem to like it so that's cool so go do that or something i don't know don't don't play pvp pokemon go um the the whole remote raid passes thing is uh I can get I can get pretty spicy on that, but I would have no issue if they completely remove that from the game. Um, I have I even have some ideas on how they can make because people people immediately when you try to say that will jump on you and be like, "Wow, rural players, whatever." Um, 
<clears throat> I think there's a lot of different solutions that they could do to make that better. I sometimes like to bring up my story of the first day that Pokemon Go came out, which is I was like, I want to get a Geodude and went to go hike a mountain with Pokemon Go and then immediately was like, there's nothing here. What's happening? I didn't think they would just make it a city game. I didn't expect that to be a thing. So yeah, they could obviously make that better. Um, I think there's also ways that they could make rating for rural communities better by, um, by there was this, this idea that I had where like, if you, if you like battled in a gym somewhere, you could have like established that you've been at that gym before. So if you go to a gym that's in your hometown that has the same rate as this other gym, you could link into that one and play with the people that were there, but you'd still have to physically go to it. Um, people are saying it's more accessibility. It's like, yeah, okay. But a lot of people are not using it that way. Yeah. And like, it's, it's a little hard to like, okay, we need to break the entire core functionality of the game so that people that have difficulty going outside don't have to go outside. It's like, okay, I understand. But the whole point of the game is going outside. So that puts them in a really difficult position where they can't I don't have improve solutions. The game. No, what, me neither. What, what, are, what are they going to have? You have to like upload a picture a of your broken leg, yeah, and then like what? Upload a new one every month to show that it's not healed yet. Like, like what? Like what are we even asking for here? And the right? the like way that I've experienced it is, um, I'll, I'll like go out to a community day and go walk around. I'm I'm all stoked because I get in my like 18 kilometers or whatever. I'm like, yeah, this is why I'm playing. I'm out moving. I'm talking to people. This is good. Uh, and then the community day ed- ends and I'm like, oh, I could like extend this experience for myself by going and doing some raids. <clears throat> and everyone around is like, yeah, I'm going to go home. Just send me, a, send me an invite. I'll remote raid in. And the last one that I did after the event, when it was like time to go do raids, literally everyone left and I had no less than eight people ask me to just remote invite them to raids. And I was the last person there. And I was like, oh, no, nah, I'm just going to go home. I'm not going to like facilitate remote inviting a bunch of people. I don't Got care. Him. Like, which, which reduces the amount of like, it, there, there is a very negative impact on these types of things on the community. And I actually personally, this is going to drive a bunch of people nuts. And I understand I am not a friendly person in the Pokemon go community. I'm people here for don't it. like me. Um, but I, I like respect you. that Nantic has held back raid passes and limits how many you can use per day. Because on, on one hand, people will rage at them for any amount of, uh, you know, microtransactions in this free game, which is crazy. They have to do something or else they won't be a company anymore. And then on the other hand, they'll demand that you allow them to buy exp- the higher priced remote raid passes because remote raid passes are more expensive. I'm telling this to Linus because he probably doesn't know. Um, so that they can sit at home and raid from home. And I'm like, no. The reason why this game is sick is because you go out and walk. The game itself is terrible. Oh, I sit on my phone and I go, nah. like, it's not, <laughs> it's not a good game. The PvP is terrible. The catching of Pokemon is terrible. It's, it's like designed to keep you in the cities, which is not cool. Like, it's not actually a good game. The good part of the game is that it inspires, it gives you some gamified reason to go out and walk and be outside, touch grass. So like, do that. And if you're not going to do that, if you're sitting at home, man, there are so many better games to play. <laughs> like... I don't know. Um, People don't want to hear that truth. <laughs> Man. But I, I, I want to play this one. Stop just like wasting your money. Like uh, a remote rate pass. 
I'm guessing it's all obfuscated because it's through coins and you would have to buy coins to be able to buy it, whatever. Um, I'm guessing it's at, at least a dollar, dollar fifty, and you're getting a couple minutes of enjoyment out of this. And then at the end, the thing that you want is like a, a high value Pokemon out of it, which is going to be extremely rare because it's either a shiny or it's like a hundred percent IV thingamajigger. Uh, both of those are extremely rare. You are probably going to be disappointed. Statistically, you're going to be disappointed at the end of this thing. So you're going to spend a lot of money per minute compared to pretty much any other activity you can do and be disappointed most of the time. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Nike. <laughs> I don't know. And like, to be clear, play the game however you want. I'm just saying, when I when I see people complain about this stuff... He'll judge you. Yeah, kind of. A little okay, bit. Cool. And you can judge me. That's fine. Maybe I'm a bad person for whatever reason. I just... I... The only reason why I see Pokemon Go as a good game is because it gets me... It gets me outside. It's something that I can very easily play with a variety of members of my family. I can get my mom, my dad out. They can have a good time. We can all be walking around together talking about probably unrelated things, throwing some Pokeballs around, being guided around by this little game because it's like oh there's some cool thing over there there's a gym over there we can do a raid we can do this other thing so it inspires you to keep moving keep walking around do this healthy positive good things um and then people take it and they're like no i just want to sit on the couch all the time i'm happy that pokemon go introduced a system so that you could still play it during covid when you were supposed to stay inside that was smart it was a good move we can go outside now go outside again cool yeah. Did you play Ingress? Yes. And for the exact same reasons why I like Pokemon Go. All right. Hit me, Dan. Oh, sure. Are we moving to After Dark? Or did you find pictures of printers? Yeah. Oh, right. I remember. Oh, here. Let's see what kind of things show up on Linus's Facebook Marketplace. Let's play that game first. Nice. Hey, Charizard. <laughs> Cars. That makes sense. Did listen to us. Kids toys. Yep. Whatever the f*** this is. Charizard. I know, I know what a Charizard is, but... What is this? Oh, I have no idea. Exactly. Okay, model Gundam, World War II stuff. Okay, uh, custom kinetic computer cases. I mean, man, Facebook Marketplace. Like, oh, what did I do? I clicked the wrong thing. So I'm I'm navigating from uh, very far move? away right now. Does it move? Yeah, that's cool. That's sweet. This is probably like, uh, it's probably like some... How is it $100? Yeah, it's probably like they buy them on AliExpress and resell them or something. Yeah. No, 9-11. Ooh. A Sony Q. Q? Oh, I think you mean Clee. <laughs> no, no, they spelled it right. I just can't see from here. Personal Entertainment Organizer. What is a Personal Entertainment Organizer? Whoa. Oh, it's an organizer. Okay. Neat. A CW Devastator. Ooh, Futurama Complete. 19 DVD disc set in a bender head. That's actually very tempting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably pretty representative. Okay, let's learn about uh, printers. So, laser printer. Boop. Nice. 48 bucks. I have no idea if that one's any good, but you could almost certainly use the... Oh, you know what? Let's search for color. Color! HP. 
Darn it. And that says monochrome. Dang it, Facebook. Here we go. Canon image class. Color wireless all-in-one laser printer. Okay, that's 250 bucks. That's a lot, but that's also a lot of printer. Um, 120 bucks for a Lexmark. That's probably not a bad option, especially if it comes with some additional toner. That's wild, actually. What I would want to spend is one. That's crazy. Probably around a hundred bucks is what I would be targeting. Here's 150 Canadian, <laughs> so that's more like 115 dollars US. Um, you could probably get that 120 dollar one for 100 bucks. Yeah, somewhere in that range. If you message them like I've got cash, I can come now. Like, yeah, it's a pretty good chance you'll get it. That's what I would be looking for. The only things you're going to want to make sure of is that you can still get replacement toner for it, um, and that it still has drivers for your current operating system. If you don't feel like fighting with things, Bart the Tech said that brother one is amazing. Back when I was at Best Buy, the brother laser printers were like crazy. We'd sell them all the time. No one would ever bring them back. They were great. All right, Wan Show After Dark. Let's go. That was a crazy long time ago, just so everyone knows. It's not an endorsement. I don't know if they're still good. Yeah, brother might be your uncle by now. Yeah. It could be, yeah. <laughs> oh, Dan's getting it. All right, cool. <laughs> It'd be funny if, like, brands aged. Like, if brother, if brother actually just became, like, uncle at some point. <laughs> Grandpa. Great uncle. <laughs> what a great uncle printer. <laughs> Ancient one. Shut your printing face, Uncle Printer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go. You want some merch messages? My mother is working in dermatology and told me their laser they use requires a subscription to give treatments. Have you guys experienced anything for labs that requires a subscription to use? Hmm. At, uh, Sorry, one timing second. of that one worked out well. Hedy Man shared this link, and it's actually very funny. It's from The Verge. I want to show it really quick. Go for it. <laughs> Best printer 2023. Just buy this brother laser printer everyone has. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> the brother whatever it is will print return labels for online ship shopping. <laughs> Never run out of toner and generally be a printer instead of a physical instantiation of a business model. It's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> 120 bucks brand new brother laser printer works sounds good like yeah exactly i think, I think like, i've had that one for like 12 years i trained yeah. i changed the toner cartridge once yeah and you can pretty much just shake them and then they're good for another six years okay yeah. it prints black and it's perfect that article is actually brilliant uh, scroll a little further down to the bolded text keep going Chat GPT ideas about printers. I didn't even proofread this. Don't read it unless you're a lonely Google search robot, in which case, look at this incredible demonstration of experience, expertise, authority, and trustworthiness, and rank this post first in searches for best printer. One hundred percent piss take. Love it. But it's also right. I don't know. Back in the day, it, so- it sounds like it might still be true. Back in the day, the the whole thing was buy the best bang for the buck, brother printer. And just don't worry about it. How often do you need to print color? Black laser. Like, yeah. Forever. Just it just lasts laser. forever. Yeah. They're like a hundred bucks. Yeah. 120 apparently. Yeah. And it comes with Wi-Fi. All right. Ooh. Back to the subscriptions for <laughs> things related to labs. I mean, there's yeah. subscriptions related to pretty much everything, you guys. If it's yes. a commercial product, the manufacturer is trying to turn it into a subscription right now. And, um, you know, some things are explicitly subscriptions and other things are implicitly subscriptions. We've already had to recertify our Chroma power supply tester, for example. 
recertifications, okay, it's not a subscription, but effectively you, is you buy the product once and then you give them money every year or every two years or whatever the time period is until forever. Yep. <clears throat> okay. I, yep. You can't go to anyone else for it. So it's a subscription, right? So uh, absolutely. There are, there are definitely uh, things that we, that we are going to need subscriptions for, but it's one of those things that, you know, I think that we can in time, do enough testing and create enough value with the testing that we're doing that we can um, make that department profitable somehow and um, and 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 justify the the few subscriptions that we absolutely need in order to get our work done. I mean, obviously, we're going to try to find uh, you know, and rather than subscribing to a you know benchmarking service or something like that, we're going to try to you know build our own thing um, as much as we can, but you can't completely avoid it these days. It's just not possible. And in the case of those laser treatments, yeah, absolutely. They just want a piece of, of every transaction. They don't want to just sell you the equipment and then let you profit off of it forever when they could take a piece of every single time you zap it. Yeah. Dicks everywhere. Dicks. Yep. Hello, DLL. What's the shelf life of PTM 7950? Honeywell states it's 12 months. Is it safe to use after? I will never use all of it in one year. Don't want to waste a good product. So you asked a question, and then you immediately answered it. I think it's 12 months. With that said, I would be extremely surprised if a product that is designed to last in your laptop for many years and many thermal cycles... I would be very surprised if it suddenly evaporated after 12 months on a shelf. I think if you just pretend it's cooling or heat transferring the things that it's between. What I do suspect is that it may be more difficult to apply in that case. Like it it may be harder to peel the thing. That may be the period of time that Honeywell validated it for in storage, um, as opposed to the period of time that they actually expect it to last. But realistically, I'm not going to say anything other than what's on Honeywell's spec sheet. So 12 months, buy a small one. Most of the people that are actually a customer of Honeywell's are going to be buying in such a high quantity that that 12 months is more like, yeah, probably don't buy more than this worth of stock. Yeah. So they're not, yeah, it's a, yeah. Buy a subscription. Pretty much. Oh, hold on. Uh, Nick just messaged me. He says, it's fine longer than that. Apparently, Kyle has used it after like four years, but technically 12 months expiry because that's what they certify it for. It is less malleable after 12 to 24 months. Yeah, so application issues. There you go. All right. I'm sure it's fine. Next up. What do you think of the White House urging people to only use memory-safe programming languages? (laughs) Uh, It's interesting. The, The whole tech you know developer twitter and social space is kind of memeing on it yeah Um, let's go tech political grandpa yeah i don't think anyone's really acting on it so much um i wouldn't be too surprised if you were a development host of sorts that did development um and a, (laughs) a development host that did development uh what i meant to say is development host that did development for governments or or tried to play for development uh, contracts for governments that you might want to start leaning towards those because if the government's like, hey, use these things, maybe you want to play into that a little bit. I don't know. I'm not in that space. Um, 
but I suspect that might be a thing. Um, yeah, Rust mentioned. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are happy about that. Um, it's cool. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't see genuinely see <laughs> or in conversations that I've had. I don't think anyone's changing paths because of this, but uh, it's interesting. And like I said, I suspect government contractors might want to pay a little bit more attention than anyone else. Hi, when.ek-c. Love the show. This question is for Linus, planning on building a house in the future and was considering radiant floor heating, but wanted opinions on it. How have you been liking it? Uh, radiant heating can be great. Uh, it's, if you live in a place where natural gas is inexpensive, like I do, then it can be a very economical way to heat your house in the winter. It is delightful when you are getting out of bed in, on those winter mornings when, you know, you don't want to necessarily pay a ton of money to heat the house to tropical temperature, but uh, you do have your heat on on the floors and you step on those nice toasty floors. It's it's pretty cool. Dude, I don't have to worry about it. I My building has a very high ratio of much older people in it. That makes sense. And they just cook my apartment. Everyone else's apartments around us just crank the heat and it feels like it's summer. Oh, okay. Our heat like almost never turns on. That's pretty funny. And actually. it's never very cold. Every once in a blue moon, I, I will like notice there's not a ton of cars in the parking area. And then I'll like go upstairs and be like, oh, it's cold. Yeah, okay. I That's need to like turn the heat up because they're literally they also just... micromanage their thermostats. And if they're not at home, they turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's anyway, weird, but yeah. Uh, I'm really happy with it, but I haven't had a leak. So if I did, I'd probably be less happy with it. They are rare, though, because the tubes are encased in concrete. So, you know, technically nothing should go wrong. But you never know. Hey, Linus, Luke, and Dan, wasn't there a plan to sell cables that were tested by you guys? Is that the still plan or a dead project? Uh, We are planning to develop cables, and we will test a lot of cables and make sure our cables are the awesome cables. I'm not going to say they're the best because there's lots of great cables out there yes. and we're not going to try to pretend that we have a magic cable that's better than any other cable on the market, but ours will be very, very good. With that said, we have definitely fallen behind on our original plan for the cable tester, which was to produce content with it like every quarter or so and just like test lots of HDMI cables and lots of USB cables and lots of DisplayPort cables. Sorry. <laughs> Hello, LLD, longtime listener, first-time caller. Have you heard that due to changes in Google's policy, Google Assistant will no longer be available on Samsung TVs? What's your take on that? Oh, no. No, I haven't heard of that, but I um, actually... uh, Hmm. Trying to think what I would... Do you not have phones? (laughs) Tizen OS deserves to die anyway. Uh... No functionality that was included with the device when you researched it and paid for it should be taken away. F*** that, but otherwise I, um, I don't see this as something that would be a great loss for me personally. How long does it take to make the average clothing item? Everything I've gotten has been great quality and I keep coming back. Oh my god. I just killed one that's been in development for over a year yesterday. Oh, Ooh, uh, 
I haven't actually told the team it's dead yet. <laughs> oh, they know whose mom you're talking oh. about. They haven't seen her in a while. Um, oh, no, Linus. Anyway, um, yeah. Well, uh, this is this is like... <laughs> I could. How about I talk about something that isn't cancelled? <laughs> how about these pants? <laughs> sure. These are cargo pants. They're really great. Um, I really like them. They have a pocket for the uh, Galaxy um, Z Fold 3 that I owe Dan and is hopefully charged so that I can uh, wipe it and give it to him today. I put it in here so I wouldn't forget, and I totally forgot about it until I realized it was time to demo pants. It's Don't got, put it back in your pocket. It's got too many charged. pockets. There you go. Um, yeah, yeah, they really are quite cargo-y. Uh, they're really expensive. I think we might tone down some of the pockets a little bit to get them to a price that is somewhat reasonable, and then maybe we could bring back this version as, like, a Cargo Pants Pro at some point. These have been in development for over a year. Um, you know, our bathing suit launched in, like, fall or something like that because... <laughs> Because it was like, yeah yeah uh, we yeah. do have we do have a bit of that yeah it's a it's a whole thing uh, I mean the screwdriver was three years the precision driver has been probably about a year I um, even the fail pen the one that's just made of like failed screwdriver shafts I think has been at least six months and it's not done yet so good good product design <laughs> the and development pad. takes some time the thermal There's a pad lot of- all we did was design a way to cut it up and put it in a box and that took a year and a half. There's a lot of steps, though. There's Sourcing a lot it. of communication it steps. Honeywell doesn't pick up the phone for LTT. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry, who? Are you a government? No? Oh. How did you get this number? You know what? It doesn't matter. Like, it's, <laughs> it's irrelevant. Are right? you a government? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, uh, hmm. nope. I don't have a source for this. Let me go try to find that <laughs> before I say things. There's uh, a first. <laughs> Uh. You can hit me with another one in the meantime, though, Dan. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, is there any old software or hardware that's been long forgotten? For example, PhysX, that you'd like to see come back again? I would like to see a game developed with mm. physics as a, like, like a multiplayer shooter game with mm. physics as a core part of the gameplay as opposed to just kind of for show. Um I know it's been done a couple of times in the past, but I feel like there's room to innovate there. Mm-hmm. I, I keep so installing well. the driver. Yeah, yeah, every single. Yeah, if I'm going to have it, we might as well, uh, you know, might as well use it. Hey, by the way, there is oh, yeah. no source for the thing I was going to say, so I I will not say it. This is not it. I already stopped Neat. searching for it. Oh, but that's it. Hey, DLL, what do you think of software companies still having bugs in their code related to the leap year? Our company was stuck with the Citrix solution to disable the time service and set the date to March the 1st. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Dates? Y2K! Oh, no! It's leap year. I know. It's just... It's just funny when software has bugs caused by the date. The date is surprisingly annoying to deal with. Didn't, didn't yeah. we develop Linux time to like actually it's deal with annoying. this? It's still annoying. I know. It's still annoying. I could not imagine. This is one of the reasons I'm not a programmer. Ah. It's just time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's all right. just time. It's just time to stop. Uh, please ask the talent. I think that's you guys. What Gross. they think about Jensen saying, don't learn coding, just uh, for NVIDIA to announce a coding LLM the next day. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a marketing thing. 
Yeah. yeah. Obviously, he just wanted the headlines. You, you do still need Absolutely. to learn coding to use a coding LLM. Well, uh, so there's a lot of arguments here. There's been some arguments made by people much smarter than me. Um, I, I think it was John Carmack um, talking about how, like, while Jensen, you know, might not be completely correct and it might not be his tool, LLMs or not, there's been this, like, ever-marching path of abstraction and simplification in software development which does make sense so it would make sense even if llm ai stuff never came to be that you would eventually be able to code through close to natural language at least for very simple things um but advanced stuff like oh man i really don't see that being completely done by ai for a long time and a lot of the core competencies of software developers is deep difficult problem solving and solution finding um which just at its root is a skill that could be applied to a lot of other things um something that i've found to be kind of interesting is to watch people's career paths watch software developers career paths after they get laid off which has been a major thing lately we've seen what is it like layoff.fyi you can see the like tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people getting laid off um Oh. And they tend to be... I accidentally screwed up a reply. Yes, I believe we are restocking the keyboard pins, but I'm not 100% sure. They tend to be very successful um, because the skills of deep, deep problem solving and solution finding are applicable to a huge amount of things. It's like, it's like uh, when I took physics in high school, I thought it was one of the best courses I ever took, not because of physics, but because of the problem solving and task breakdown and how to learn basically that that teacher by using physics taught me um so yeah i don't know um here's another one for luke while i was does some, tool. does some potentials hey luke bread and 2019 linus best tips for nice. traveling the work uh traveling for work and living out of a hotel what are some of your top stories from conferences or events? Thanks. I don't have a ton of tips for the first thing, other than I, I very much prefer to travel as light as humanly possible. Uh, when we booked our, our uh, stay in Japan, uh, I think about half of the places we're staying have laundry. So our plan is to take as little clothing as possible. I can't believe laundry is not a thing in North America at hotels. It drives me absolutely crazy. It's just common sense. I'm going for two weeks, so I have to bring... 15 shirts like this is ridiculous i would be very careful uh oh. because like uh the place that we stayed in taiwan for example it's airbnb okay okay cool i'm more talking to them though oh sure yeah, uh, yeah. it's quite common that if your hotel has laundry in it that will be insanely expensive oh but it's like it five dollars to do a single shirt um and it oh, doesn't no, go no, no, down no 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 that's not what i'm talking about no, no, in Asia, you can stay at places where, like, it's it's two bucks, and they have, like, a washing machine and yeah, dryer. It's this, awesome. This was in Taiwan. That's in Asia. Okay. I, I'm just saying, the place I stayed in Taiwan was amazing for that. You stayed at the same place as me. No, I didn't. Yeah. The last time we were in Taiwan, we were in the same hotel. When was the last time we were in Taiwan? Computex. Like, just this most recent one? Yeah. Okay, that's not what I'm talking I didn't use their laundry service. My point that's is... That's like the Western you can one. Just They'll Google wash a shirt maps. for five bucks. You can just Google Maps... Because I did this. I oh. used a laundromat down the street. Sure. This is my whole point. It was like $2. Okay. Well, the place I stayed four <laughs> years ago, I guess, in Com for everything, at not Computex, 
on every floor had a laundry room. Oh, sweet. And it was like two bucks. Yeah. And you just like use the washing machine. It was amazing. It was the best thing ever. And I was like, everything should have this. Why do they have an ice machine, but no laundry machine? How yeah. often do I need ice? How often do I need clothes? Let's go. And if it's, if it's in the hotel and it's like that and it's nice and cheap, that's like wicked. If it's not, there's probably a laundromat and you're probably not, uh, you know, making your own food anyways, cause you're on the road. So go drop your stuff off, mm-hmm. go get some food, go pick it up. You're done. Yep. hundred percent. It's Super great. easy. Super cheap, super easy. Overpacking is like the noob, worst noob move. Yep. Don't overpack. Uh, as for stories, I think uh, m- my favorite story is probably from Japan. That time that we did the WAN show from the hotel room and Ed was pass out drunk behind the camera. <laughs> yeah. Like, like could like was actually just lying there throughout the duration of the show. <laughs> he was trying to hold the legs of the camera, which I think was for like his own stability more, more than the cameras at that point. But he's like, his Sorry. arms are over here and he's completely leaned over. That was awesome. That way show is great. You can look it up. <laughs> not a replaced background by the way this is this is the actual man can you man do you remember when man show was 48 minutes i think that was just so that we could go check on ed though yeah. make sure he wasn't dead yeah i think i think the worst part was when we filmed the video too right yeah, we filmed a because video. Because that too. was the WAN show, but we filmed a video in, in one of the rooms. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was the whole thing. <laughs> pretty epic. Yeah, we used to go pretty hard, dude. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I could do it anymore. Not like yeah. that. Yeah. That trip was rough. Yeah. I, really, I, I really like that trip, yeah, but it was, it was rough. It was rough. I, I can't. I've I've like tried it a few times. Um I can in one shot. And then I need the recovery time like immediately. Yeah. Back then I could just well, I don't know, yeah, whatever. whatever. Forever. I'll do it for a year. Who yep. cares? More than that. But now, yeah, like if I stay up too late the next day, I'm like, oh, I'm Get sore. Sick. Yeah, yeah, that too. <sighs> Hello, Lena and Lucy. We'll be going on a trip to Japan soon and need some new clothes to pack. Linus, I remember you said you were planning a trip to Japan. What are you most excited to see or do there? Everyone is going to Japan right now. There's at least four people internally that are like going to Japan or it's just great. came back from Japan. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, it's great. I think they opened up later than most other countries after COVID. Mm. They had completely shut off vacation travel. That makes sense. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing my children's happy faces. They really wanted to go. Pretty much everything we're doing is mostly like kid oriented. So um, I hope they have a really, really good time. And I have lots of good stories about it once I get back. Yeah. Should I get my eight and nine-year-old their own computers or just get one and do virtual machines? They are homeschooled and like video games. Virtual machines. It's an interesting idea. Yeah. It's so... Okay, do it if you're looking for a fun project and you are fully anticipating building the second computer later anyway. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. Because it's clearly an option. It's one of the options you're weighing. Would would you what would you think about just getting the one and then making them learn to share it? I think that's actually solid. Yeah. Or just don't do either of those things and have one computer and be like, you need to share. Yeah. 
I, re- I still remember uh, we had we had a thirty minute cycle. So like if if it was my turn on the computer, I had thirty minutes, and then it would be my brother's turn on the computer. And I remember my brother and I going to my mom to try to negotiate. Like we want bigger play windows because there's things that we like can't do in that time. Like certain games, like it's you just can't play it within that time window. And I remember her being like, "I don't care." This is set up so that, like, you won't fight each other. And we were like, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Two computers is a lot of money. They're like eight. I don't know. Make them share it. Hi, WAN.DLL. For Luke, do you think the LMG is still small and nimble enough to adjust and stay relevant? Uh, oh, P.S. Yeah. Thanks for including models, clothing sizes on the store. I I am a small company enjoyer. What? Are you trying to mock me for being big? What? No. What is that? Being like, what is this? Come at me. We got this. Oh yeah. In in regards to staying relevant, no, I'm not concerned about that. Um, I I think like, dude, the the Kyle video was amazing. Um. It actually, it's, it's like really long and I didn't realize that I actually watched the whole thing. Um, yeah, I'm going to right now. This one, the ultimate <laughs> upgrade took two years. To be fair, I didn't watch it on YouTube. I watched it on Flowplane, but that's a killer video. The potato PC video is hilarious. Watching David <laughs> at one point in time, he like, I don't know, Spider-Man crab like shuffles towards something to talk about it and then like shuffles away. I burst out laughing. Like I... Yeah, I don't know. I'm not worried about relevance. Um, I think we have better, a better team than ever. Yeah. I think we have... The quality of the videos right now is insane. An endless bucket of ideas. Yep. Um, I, I think... He made, he made, on the potato PC, he made a mouse pad <laughs> out of hash browns. <laughs> like, come, come on. Mouse track. Are you it. not entertained? <laughs> Like, no, I, I don't think relevancy is an issue. I think we will be able to keep releasing. And this is someone who's not even on that team. Um, I, I, I think we'll be able to keep releasing fantastic content. Um, we are constantly yeah. taking criticism about the direction of our content or how out of touch we are. We've or been being else told we're out of ideas since the house. Yeah, we're like, not out of ideas. We're never going to be out of ideas. Uh, there's a, a, an endless wellspring of ideas. I, I, got, I got into this with uh, someone on Reddit a little while ago. I went, looky, look, you've got my attention. Tell me which content pieces, and I think I said in the last, uh, yeah, tw- uh, out of the last 21, because I was, I was trying to pick like an arbitrary, because they said recently the content has been trash. And I said, okay, okay. And there will be some tips, but that's like. Wait, no, 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 there weren't. Oh. I said, which ones were trash? tell me specifically like what about them was trash and they kind of come back with this sort of vague posty thing about how we used to be cool and now we're not and i'm like okay you gotta actually hit me with something and they attacked me for the arbitrary 21 day uh, or 21 video time frame and i was like okay how about this let's make it not arbitrary let's make it 28 videos that's everything we've uploaded since ces what was trash and they just like, and I kind of, they came up with like nothing. And at some point I'm like, okay, what it sounds like to me is that you are criticizing the content, but you are not watching it. So how can you possibly say that recently anything when 
you haven't watched the video. So I'll tell you what. Why don't you respond then once you've actually opened up your mind to enjoying it and watched something and then and then we can discuss what about it was trash. But like this is your opportunity to fix it. If you really care, you have my undivided attention right now. Tell me what the problem is. And there just wasn't really one. This um, is super common, yeah. It, and it happens, it happens all the time where people will say something like, you guys are always making videos about stuff that's too expensive. No one can afford anything you're talking about. And I'll just, I'll, I'll break it down for them. I'll go through, okay, here's the last month of videos. Yeah, we had, you know, the world's biggest TV. Um, and then we had People the found one... found that thread very fast. Oh, wow, I'm impressed. <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, it was, oh, is it Floatplane Chat? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. No, yeah, Noki found it, like, immediately. Oh, that makes sense. Um, yeah, so I, I basically, I, I basically said... Um, now that it's not an arbitrary time frame, can you point me to the trash that is geared toward the lowest common denominator? And that's, that's something I see a lot. I see people uh, talking about how our content is for dumb, dummies, dummies. It's for people who, people who you know, don't properly appreciate tech. Maybe, maybe I'm stupid because I like potato PC, but I still like potato PC, okay? So I go on to say, let's say, <clears throat> let's say I was pretending that our videos really do have a lot of good educational nuggets and you were going to prove to me that I'm wrong and that I'm a leader who is simply focused on profits. Which videos would you use to demonstrate that? I don't even disagree that some videos skew toward entertainment more, but if you're calling them trash, it's clear you've watched them and have strong feelings about them. I'm just asking for that specific feedback. Or, as I suggested before, it's possible you haven't watched them. If that's the case, why did you type your original critique of our content? Are you even open to trying it and enjoying it? Yeah. And that was where the back and forth, that had actually gone back and forth and forth and back and forth and forth and forth, like eight times or something like that. Um, finally died off. Finally just died. They just gave up. They're like, okay, well, you got me. I, I didn't watch. I actually had no idea I what think, I was talking about. I think it's pretty common that like if someone's tastes change, mm-hmm. now they're now deciding the thing that they used to like now sucks, even if that thing really didn't change much. Um, sometimes that thing does change and sometimes we diverge, but not always. Sometimes it diverges. And that's okay. No relationship lasts forever. At some maybe. point, you know, you change or someone dies or, you know, whatever. And you might right? even, maybe you were inspired okay. to get into tech by watching fun, uh, like entertainment kind of focused LTT style content. And then now you're like a tech professional and you work in the IT field and you're more interested in like, uh, Linux focused uh, infrastructure videos and stuff like that, and you don't how to watch tune a particular model PC. of network switch. You know yeah. what? We're never going to get to that kind of depth, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean this content is now bad. It and just it, means you're looking for other stuff. Which and is it also fine. doesn't mean that there isn't a lot to still learn from us. Yeah, it could be about something else. You probably know more about something else, but the writers work hard. The labs team works hard. <laughs> Every video has something to learn in it. We really do go out of our way to make sure that that's the case. And sometimes you'll have already learned everything that's in a particular video. And that's totally fine. But to, to say to say it's it's trash or it's purely for entertainment, I think, is um, is more of an indictment of you than it is of us, and frankly. I think the, the effort level is so high. Just to bring it back to the potato PC again. Yeah. The amount of steps taken to, like... I mean, conformal coding. 
Yeah, we, we talked about You might not have coding. even known that conformal coding was a thing. It's not a normal thing that comes up in people's lives. And you might have. Maybe. But I guarantee you a lot of the people who watched that video weren't familiar with it. Yeah. So I don't know. And then on to the company stuff. I am a small company preferer. Um, and I think my my alarm bells go off quickly because of that. Um, but I think a lot of the steps that have been taken lately, even if they are kind of more corporate have been really good. So. We still care. I don't know. I, I know. I, it's hard to believe, right? I am small company person, but I'm only going to, I'm going to try to only complain if the complaint is valid and I don't have valid complaints about the changes that have been happening. The changes that have been happening have been good. So I'm happy. I think trajectory is good. I don't think ideas are going down. I think the writing team has been doing a fantastic job. I think videos are doing great. I don't know. I genuinely loved the potato PC video. Genuinely loved Kyle's upgrade. I don't watch everything, so I haven't seen a bunch of the other things. I don't know. I mean, I can tell you guys my favorites. I, I watch every <laughs> video now. Um, so I'm the, I'm the final QC pass. Um, and it's a, it's a QP, uh, QP sass. Uh, it's a, it's a QC pass for kind of, kind of everything, but I'm particularly focused on, you know, making sure the content's really good. Um, this one's really solid. This one's great. Uh, the All China yeah. PC is a great video. Uh, oh, I am subscribed to our members-only content, so I guess uh, we're going to have to wade through that a little bit. This is S tier. Uh, had a ton of fun with uh, Kyle and Elijah. And it's so watchable, Leone. Uh, it's an incredibly watchable video. I, I'm very proud of some of my some of my uh, my moves. Like it's one of those things where am I tired sometimes? Yeah, I'm old. Um, compared to when we started doing this, I'm I'm 11 years older than when we started this company, and it's you know it it, it hits you at some point. Yeah, we both um, got grays now, but I'm also experienced. Like some of the comments from people on that video um, were things you can actually you can actually see on my face the moment when I think of the idea of doing that transition to upstairs. And leaving Kyle and Elijah arguing in the background, and Elijah walks in to help me. You can actually watch me go, and then I run out of frame so that we can do that transition. Um, like I, yeah, I've been doing this a long time, and I'm still having fun. I guess is what I'm. I guess is what I'm trying to say about that. Uh, the gaming, <laughs> the, the potatoes. Just, I mean, this is going to be one of those ones. Yeah, 1.2 million today. Um, we built a gaming PC and a potato. Uh, this one's great. Uh, this one's a little dry, uh, but was super interesting for me. The Flanders Scientific uh, Mastering Display. Um, Fairphone review. I was definitely right. There's uh oh my goodness. I can't believe we didn't get that on the dock this week. I didn't even think of it. The response? Yeah, they, they responded um, and basically made themselves they yeah they had an opportunity to um to take feedback and make the phone better and they they went and linus it up <laughs> oh that's a good quote uh, uh, <laughs> all right hit me dan okay well, I'm, oh. st I'm still recovering from that. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, right. Is that a verb? Are you a noun now? <laughs> oh, man, you're the linest. Oh. You're going to jail. Uh, hi, 
Yeah, uh, that's the one oh. we just did. Sorry. Recently had my keyboard die on me. It had a USB slot in it for my fingerprint sensor. It's so hard to find a good keyboard with USB pass-through. Any idea mm. why it's not more common? Love the show. If I had to guess, I'd just say it's mm. because front USB and monitor USB hubs are so commonplace and docks and everything are so cheap now. Why would you need that feature? Also, in order to do pass-through, you would either need to have a secondary plug like many of the old ones did or you would need to have an integrated hub and you'd have to have a low enough power budget for the rest of the keyboard that you would have enough left over to power a secondary device and a lot of modern keyboards that are expensive enough to have you know extra frills are going to have backlights on them and stuff these days so i just wouldn't expect that to be as common want you to pick up like a used g710 plus i'm still partial to it what are those going for on ebay can't be too much these days can't be too much Seriously? There you go. $33. Wow. $13. Buy it now. And oh. just pop all the keys off and wash them and you're good. Yeah. yeah pop go all the it. keys off, wash the board, wash the keys. If you're in the States, so, I mean, here in Canada, I'm going to pay like 65 bucks. Oh, yeah. Uh, and this one definitely has passed through. It's USB 2 passed through. It's nothing Shipping special, in but Canada's it has it. Gross. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Any updates on the khaki work pants? I have been in the need for some and have been holding off buying some to see when they will be released. Oh no. I do not have any updates to share at this time. <laughs> I've got I've got a question here for Luke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everybody on. works in CW. Turn turn off yeah. the, the computer. Uh Hey, Luke, are we going to get a native oh, floatplane app for Apple Vision Pro? He's getting <laughs> started exploding. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear that. Oh, no. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, God. Okay, Vance already told the team that, <laughs> uh, that they're dead. <laughs> okay, okay, those cool. pants are dead. Um, I, can, I can talk a little bit about why. Uh, we're going to alter the way that we, we... We've done nine samples of that product. Oh. That product has been in development for probably a year and a half or two years or something like that. I can't remember how long. It's, it's, it's been in development for an obscene amount of time. Ooh. And we've had... Pants are hard, for starters. Um, the cargo pants are going really well, but that's not a guarantee for other pants. Everything from materials to pockets to fit, blah, 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 blah. Pants are really, really, really hard compared to shirts. Um, and everything that can go wrong with that with those has we've we've seen everything from pockets that kind of flare out so they look like vaginas on your thighs to like um, and with zippers in them right. so ones that bite oh um, to the best kind yeah to just like uh, general <laughs> tightness to ah uh, man to, I, I don't know I just uh, oh oh one okay something that personally I think the world needs a lot less of is um, men's hairy bum cracks hanging out and since so many people I know refuse to wear a belt uh, I insisted that when sitting our pants need to not just show you know more than you know half an inch of crack kind of thing like i cool. like we've got a whole but but I'm, we're not making high-waisted you know pants or whatever so there's just there's so many things that i'm really picky about that have been very difficult to achieve with uh with a, a work appropriate you know khaki pants garment um and what we realized was doing all of these samples and everything for for fit and uh, 
We realized earlier this week that no one had ever actually worn them for an entire day because we'd never had them close enough for our previous standard for wear testing. So I kind of went, okay, well, these kind of suck for a number of reasons, but um, there are probably other reasons. And if we're going to do nine more samples, then now is probably the time to, unless we want to do nine more samples, now is probably the time to wear them for a day and find out the, the angle of the pockets. Okay, we fixed the flaring out thing. But they're it, annoying. They're, uh, I, I almost cut my hand open trying to get into them. And if they weren't zippered, everything would fall out. And this pocket that we had on the knee was kind of useless. Like the idea behind these pants was they looked like normal slacks that you could wear to the office, but they had like hidden pockets and stuff. So you could carry a bunch of stuff that you need. But in order to make them remotely wearable, it was just, it was a mess. Yeah. Um, nothing was really that easy to get at, and it, uh, they ended up looking really weird and bulgy whenever you had anything in the pockets because they had more of like a formal fit. Uh, someday, maybe. Someday, maybe we resurrect them. Let's see the cargo pants be a huge success. They're great. Everyone who's wear testing these freaking loves them, so no problem. We're full steam ahead on the cargo pants, but the khaki ones are... They're down and out. Like, I didn't even realize that I'd forgotten to make sure there was an AirPods pocket included until I wore them all day and I went to, like, transfer all my stuff. And then, oh, holy crap, we forgot an AirPods pocket. And, like, just... Uh. It's, so, it's so easy to miss little details unless you actually live with the products every day. I mean, people will kind of joke with me about how I, you know, will only shill LTT store products, but it's it's not about that, obviously. Yeah, I want to promote the products. This is a great hoodie, by the way. I, I, I really I had, like the I had a Spider-Man, I had a Spider-Man meme, uh, three separate people today who were wearing the same hoodie today because <laughs> it's just awesome. <laughs> Anyway, I, um, it's not just that. Obviously, I want to promote the product, but I also want to live with the product. I want to be stuck with the product so that when there's a problem, I'm going to be the first one to find it because I've done more wash cycles with it than you have. Um, yeah, this is a great hoodie, by the way. LTTstore.com. Did they come into all yet? No. Soon. All right, the question was... Oh, yeah, sorry. Hey, Luke, uh, are we going to get a native floatplane app for the Apple Vision Pro? Hold on, hold on, I got this. Yes, if you make it. (laughs) I was going to say never say never, but no. (laughs) Yeah. Extremely unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, DLL. I'm 19 and work as a remote tech for Assyrian. I repair 8 to 13 phones a day. What would you say is the next progression for my career path? What should I look into learning? Entrepreneurship! Oh, yeah. Yeah, to be honest. If you can fix a fold, then you can get a free fold. (laughs) All right, I'm wiping it now. It's yours. This This is not business. This is not investment advice. You can't just keep your clients' phones when you fix them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, but seriously, yeah, it it is probably entrepreneurship. You go on Craigslist and do, like, phone repair from your bedroom, and you make a lot of money. Uh, uh, Work work on Apple products. Um, Their their users are uh, Apple users, and Apple charges also a lot for repairs. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, you you might. Uh, the the only other really good career paths I think in that realm are going to be only tangentially related. Mm. Um, getting into board design, doing things like that, but that's like electrical engineering stuff. But I'm just the only reason why electronics engineering. Sure, my bad. My mixed doubles uh, partner would have a word with you. Yeah, if you think I, it's electrical I remember this conversation. Um, sorry, electronics <laughs> engineering. Uh, but that's uh, I mean that's just. The only reason why I'm even saying that is because you're probably at least somewhat interested in that due to the career that you're in, not because they're necessarily even all that related. So I don't know. It would enhance your abilities if you learned more. For sure. You'd probably be on a leg up um, compared to other students in those classes as well. But yeah. All right. She's wiped. Well, I think that that's the bare minimum. She's wiped like a butt. (laughs) of someone who hasn't bought a swipe bidet from lttstore.com yet. Hey. Disgusting. <laughs> it's like animals. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's like the three seashells. <laughs> toilet, <laughs> toilet paper. Yuck. All right. Good chat. See you again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Bye. It's time for They're Just Movies. Are they here? I have no idea. They're coming back from Abbotsford. Oh, wow. That's Why really they went away. there, I don't know. Cargo uh, killed I think it's the premium theater. Oh, okay. How come they get one? Is, is there anything? Is, Abbotsford has premium things? When did Abbotsford get, like, you know, to be a city? Uh, Manscaped, the ridge, <laughs> symbolic soccer.